What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Blue Chip Wednesdays. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. New, 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 new world order. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Lini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamus. And you're in the Desert Storm bunker with EWF. That's every woman's fantasy in the whole effing show. The undebatable and the unbinder, the Black Moses, also known as CGAC God Allah, and better known as the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. We got a great, great show for you today. Why men rank and define women and why we might have been doing it wrong all along. We're going to talk about that and give you some two in real definitions and some misnomers about some of the names that we've been calling women and why we call them names. Why we call them names, why we rank them. There's a lot of people that say ranking women is immature. Not so fast. In my best Lee Corso voice, not so fast. We're going to tell you why we do it and who probably is the most guilty people of doing so. We got Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We got Doom and Gloom CGA to kick off today's show. We also have, uh, what is it? White Therapy Sucks for Men. White Therapy Sucks for Men. We have a pseudo-psycho-psychiatrist, therapist, that's going to say that the current model of therapy sucks for men. And of course, being biased on this subject, I happen to find someone who agreed with me. <laughs> confirmation by it it is but we have a uh, buster rhyme speaking out about this as well why men in therapy don't mix like blood and money and blood don't mix like two and nope find yourself in serious anyway shout out to biggie smalls i had to censor myself because it is the first 15 minutes of this live stream and youtube is watching me like a hawk we got almost 500 people in here in the first five minutes. So that means it's time to hit that like button as you enter into the best edutainment here on YouTube, without a doubt. Without a doubt, and I'm happy to share this show with you. I'm happy to share this show with you. Indeed, this is the show. This is the people show. This is your show. Yes, I'm the benevolent monarch. And I'm, that's I'm you. I'm the benevolent monarch. This is our show. We're a team. All right, we're a team. Um, anyway, anyway, shout out to uh, anyone, anyone that is, uh, let's get to their contributors. Did I do that? Not a sign of the notorious CGA on the cash app. Memo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that is pinned to the top of the live channel, the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, where you can super chat on the notorious new, 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 new CGA channel, order. the notorious one. Yes, indeed. Let me get in here and see uh, what's going on on the earlier contributors. And we already got, hold on for a second. Hmm. All right. We already got, uh, let's see who we got on the earlier contributors. Albert Wesker says, truth is, without makeup, most women are a solid five. And we got to kind of talk about that. Yeah, they're, they're not that attractive. They do have genetic markers that we like, though. They have, they have uh, things that, that uh, distinguish themselves from men that we like. And we're going to have actually a woman who is built like a man come on and talk about this as well. I mean, we, we're covering all bases here. Even Matt Walsh had to appreciate my. All right, even Matt Walsh probably had to appreciate my take on his flubbling around there and shuffling, not bringing up one piece of data. He didn't show one piece of proof, not a damn receipt. 
and I work hard to show receipts, right? But yeah, truth is, uh, most women without makeup are a solid five using the traditional ranking system. Yes, they're not very, they're not very good looking. <laughs> they're not very good looking in the wild. Shout out to Freematus. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Shout out to you. He says 304. Blue Chip G, shout out to you. He says Coach Gang Yang in the building. We got some early blue chips to wake up, wake y'all up. Kazam's way with the sponsor, co-sponsor. Yeah. I'm rich, Shout out to you. I'm rich, All right. And uh, Kazam says free agent lifestyle for life. Take me out with the uh, Biden Juco. It's been a while. I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what. Look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with her, like a little lady in a race car. Damn, Biden. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> oh, Biden. You've been causing some problems around here. Shout out to Greg Green. You had a love surge and you grabbed your coworker. Now you're in human resources office. That tends to happen. Yeah, if you have a love surge, you have to have a girlfriend or a wife at home. You can't do the love surge, you know, at your job with the, with the fat girl, Nancy, with the big tit. Never mind. This is a family show. It's too early for this. Joe Jones says, I got fired from my part-time job, so taking your advice and do content on my journey as a real estate agent, just got my books, still Got your full-time job, okay, and you got some room to grow. You got some room to grow. Remember, not every situation is a negative. Turn that negative into a positive. It could be the thing that opens up the lane for you to do what you've been really wanting to do. But I hope you have an emergency savings. Yeah. Get that emergency savings. Hey, what do we got here? Kevin, it says, for the journey, shout out to you. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin Taylor. That's what I call him. I'm rich, bitch. All right. Yes, indeed. That's a co-sponsorship. All right. Where we at here? I got a couple more. Let me check on Venmo. Then we're going to start off on doom and gloom with a couple of blue chips. El Jefe, what does Coach Stradamus predict with the Kelsey and Swift relationship? Pump and dump or marriage? Goat. Well, if he married, he really did. He really did bow down to the nanny goat if he marries her. But I don't see it as a marriage. I see it as a one-year relationship tops. They both get their management team monetizing. You see the Kelsey brothers out here, number one podcast. All right, sales of their jerseys went through the roof. He has a top five selling jersey in the NFL. He's already a star. He already has two Super Bowl rings. The man's sold out. All right, shout out to him. My man sold out, and black women are irate. This is why This is why women leave black women, man. I mean, sorry, this is why men leave black women. I'm sorry, sisters, you do it to yourself. You do it to yourself. Sisters be out here doing it to themselves. Now they're trying to crab in a bucket, Travis Kelsey, because he put his peen in a couple of black women. Like, they literally think (laughs) they be owning men. You don't own these men. You do not own these men. They put your peen in your and they and they put their peen in your body and now you own them. He's supposed to ride it to the bitter end. He's supposed to This is crazy, fam. Unbelievable, man. How are y'all mad at Travis Kelsey? This is just, you know what I mean? These bitter women are proof as to why I stay away from women, fam. 
<laughs> They're like acting like he was supposed to stick around for these bitter no good. And you wasn't doing him any good. He'd been with you for five years, maybe 10 years of his life. And he obviously saw no value. He went to somebody that gave him value. <laughs> and he sold his soul to the nanny goat more than likely. More than likely. I'm just saying that's all alleged. That's all alleged. <laughs> all right. Shout out to you, man. And shout out to Joe Jones. I think I got him already. Kalen says, what's up, coach? I hope. I have to say, while I'm for marriage as an institution and a religion and keeping that vow to death do us part uh, meaningful, I can't stand ignorance. Matt Walsh's ignorance and delusion was so apparent in your breakdown of him. It's scary. These track cons are almost as crazy as these modern feminists. We need to make this stop. Can't. Dude, the, 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 the cat's out of the bag, y'all. All you do right now is just watch this ship. Just kind of just <laughs> watch the ship kind of just sail away. Like, I want you to imagine you're on a deserted island. You're on a deserted island. The deserted island is America. Someone comes and rescues us from all, rescues us from all of this wokeness, right? All of this crazy upside down, what's right is wrong, what's wrong is right. All of this virtue signaling. And the ship comes and takes us, loads up. All right, and, and sails away. Now, you are the person who missed the ship. <laughs> That's all of us. We missed it. Now we just watch the ship sail out into the sunset, getting smaller and smaller as it just coasts away, knowing that it will not stop or turn around. You know, you can hope that you're going to build a bridge or a pier or a dock to go out there and the boat stops and you can catch up. But no, that ship is sailed. We're just watching, just watching it sail away, getting smaller and smaller in our eyes. Yeah. Watching the waves crest, hearing the horn. You're just watching it. <laughs> float, float on. Float, 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 float on. Yeah, man. The Working Man Podcast, Coach, can I get a bell for Colin Kaepernicker? He wrote a letter begging to get back into the slave plantation called the NFL, and they still went with another quarterback. He done. He been done. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick's a joke. I mean, he needs to go back to doing what he was doing. He Football ain't in the cards, fam. Football are not in the cards. Every year we're going to do this. This ninja going to be 70. He's going to be 70 years old. I think I can still play. <laughs> All right. Give me a chance. If you gave me an honest chance. Oh, my Lord. Ninja, please. In the year 2043, some quarterback's going to get hurt. Colin Kaepernick is going to come up, and he's going to be like, you know, I still can play. <laughs> Just like this tragic. This is a tragedy, man. I hope he's not doing this for a paycheck either. I hope he's doing this to leg out his legacy. Like, you know, he'll be the Muhammad Ali of uh, civil rights like 40 years from now, and he's laying out his legacy. Every year I try to get back into the league, and every year they turn me down. <laughs> Jesus. Ninja, he been done since 2016. He ain't coming back. Colin Kaepernick, go woke, go bro. Go, you're not coming back. Forget about it. In there, look, I'm going to hit you with the bell because we're going to get into doom and gloom CGA right now.
Doom and Gloom CGA. What do we got up for items on up for bid today? Well, let's check out the economy. Economy is a good place to start. It's always a good place to start. We always have to do this. I don't know if you know, but the uh, the S and P five hundred and the Dow been getting wrecked. All time low. Well, not all time low. All time low since June of this year, which was almost at its peak. I mean, from coming out of from where it was. I mean, listen. It is what it is. So if you had some money in the market, you lost a couple of dollars. The last two weeks, three weeks, they're on a losing streak. But check this out. Income versus rent. The old dependable. Do not spend more than 30% of your gross income. Gross income on rent. How many people are doing this? As a matter of fact, this personal finance club, they're always coming up with these wonderful charts for you to decipher. If you're living out of your means, okay? Are you living out of your means? Well, check this out. Income versus rent. If you make a salary of $30,000, gross, your max monthly rent should be $750. All right, listen, I'm going to just tell you. Oh, the humanity. That, 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 that's not happening, okay? You go down to 50K, max rent should be $1,250. You go down to $110,000, your max rent at 30% of your gross should be two. Thousand seven hundred and fifty. Now, if you do live anywhere in the West Coast, anywhere on the Atlantic Coast, Northeast, you're you're not even even close to this. You're well over this. You're probably well over into the fifty percent, well, close to fifty percent, especially with the rising rent costs and the inability. Uh, home prices are rising. Home prices are rising. I mean, that's good news for homeowners. It ain't gonna matter. You ain't selling the house anyway, so it's all fluff. It ain't like you're going to sell the house on the rising, but home prices are home prices are rising. All right. But, you know, interest rates are so high. There's not enough buyers. So there's a conundrum. People are stuck in the conundrum. They don't know what to do. And now that the rising rents and the the um, the um, inflation, whether artificial or natural, is forcing people to make some decisions when it comes to these things here. Your rents do, motherfucker. All right. So where are we going here? $1,750, obviously, you're not going to live in a major metropolis or blue city at that, but 70 k 1750 I don't think so. I don't think so. And max rent for a person that makes $150,000 is $3,750. Man, are we kidding me? Are you kidding me? All right, so uh, listen, this idea of only paying 30% of your gross, which should be your target, it is if you live with a, between your means, but um, if you can't afford this, well, you can't afford a family. You certainly can't afford a family. And combined income, sometimes this is combined household income. All right, that makes it a lot more difficult. So we're in some tough times. We're in some tough times. What about this? All right, actually, that's the wrong thing. What about this? Have y'all noticed gas has been ticking up? Gas has been going up. California, there's places in California. Actually, I've had a JUCO that was visiting me this weekend. She said she was well upon the $6.50 gas. There were places with $7 gas. This is the national average gas price at an all-time high. Joe Biden, tell us what you think about this. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. (laughs) You look like a freshman. (laughs) Gas price has been slowly ticking up on y'all. All right, and so um, in Nevada, yeah. I see gas at about 5, 520, 530. I see it ticking up there. And these are the most expensive 
in the nation. Washington coming in after that. Now, if you live in the South, you could. You live in better now, coochie sweater now, but that might be even high for you in the South. I'm not sure because it might have been slightly lower than this, maybe 280, 290. I'm not sure. I haven't been down South in a minute. But uh, yeah, man, gas is ticking up, especially in these blue states. You see the blue states, gas all going up. What's going on there? Red states, the gas is just down. I don't know, man. This is absolutely reprehensible. But uh, tighten your belt before you beg for help out here because it's getting rough out here, man. Penny pension. Penny pension. All right, I hope y'all have you still working from home, ass ninjas. All right, let's check out Joe Biden. I know we've been talking about him. Joe Biden, again, is out here making a mockery of the Internet. There's your boy, President Joe. What you got to say today, man? Let's see what you got to say. The two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, by the way, that boy's got, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's spent. Okay. Well, let's break this down, ladies and gentlemen. I know, man, listen. Um, you know, I'm a guy. I do call him Jim Crow Joe. I do not understand why black folks like this guy. But uh, this ninja called LL Cool J, first of all, LLJ Cool J. Then he called him a boy. If I'm not mistaken, LL Cool J is well over 50. I mean, easily over 50. But he did call LL Cool J that boy. Woo, Lord have mercy. New, 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 new world order. I mean, listen, man, the racist shit that this man has said, outlandishly racist. Like, if, if anybody, if Mitt Romney would have said anything close to what Joe Biden has said in the past 25 to 50 years, it would have his ass burning, Mitt Romney. Yeah, even Mitt. All right, but my man said, my man said, that boy, I mean, listen, let me pull up LL Cool J's age. I know he said rapper, and not a, lot of, a lot of people connect rap to young people. He's 55. LL Cool J is 55. Let's go ahead and play it again. And Ninjas is going, the Joe Biden defenders are going crazy right now. You're going to defend yet another racist shot by Joe Biden. I mean, listen, I don't have to listen. I don't want to hear nothing about your reparations for real. All right. All right. Here we go. The two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip hop. In America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, by the way, that boy's got, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's spent. Well, you know, the pro black's going to excuse that too. The pro black's definitely going to excuse that. I think that's somewhat egregious. I think he's out in the left field. I think comparatively, Joe Biden, he is a boy. All right, you know what I mean? Joe Biden is 80-something years old here. But he did say that boil, and he said LLJ Cool J. So I will give him a pass for that. LL Cool J's name is kind of confusing. All right, especially if you didn't know you're reading from the teleprompter. And then he tried to go impromptu uh, ad-libbing and then put his foot in his mouth. <laughs> this is crazy. That boy, I mean, I tell you, I mean, I tell you that boy. All right, let's get back to some doom and gloom here. We have this one. Did you hear this right here? I've been telling you this. The baby boomers are in trouble. The baby boomers are in trouble. I've been warning you, and this is going to be another note. Ring the bell on the boomers. 
All right, here's a video. Here's a video, Mrs. Uh, all of you boomers that refinanced your house five years. I mean, five times. Let's play it. I'm almost 65. I started saving for my retirement in my late 20s. But along the way, I dipped into my nest egg, not once, but several times. So this is my IRA and 401k, and which will be cleaned out over a certain amount of time. Right. And now, like millions of other baby boomers, I too don't have enough. The key to your retirement working out is having enough return on your assets. Most of my savings went to pay for my kids' educations. This is where fees would really hurt you badly. This is where fees would hurt you badly. A divorce and the crash of 2008 didn't help either. It looks like my own personal fiscal cliff. I'm now planning to work for as long as I possibly can. So this whole plan is predicated on working full-time until 70. Yes. And at 70... From age 70 to 75, I have you working part-time. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, man. You know, listen. They tried to warn you. They tried to warn you. It's about Rapsky. So you have 10 years. You're going to be working your ass off, sir. Uh, start getting applications at Ace Hardware, Costco, Walmart, the golf course, Ninja Yay, Subway. It's, it is what it is. But see, what, what you guys still don't get. Divor he, the divorce is one of the biggest reasons why boomers are in trouble. But they got married not one time, not two times, not three times. They got married at least twice, boomers. Not only that, they financed, they, they bought their houses and all of their, they were house poor. All of their wealth was in their homes. But of course, the divorce wiped that out. And then if you actually managed to keep that uh, house in the divorce, then the recession or the 2008 housing market crash wiped that out. A lot of people were buying these homes, uh, stated income, stated asset, no money down, uh, interest only payments, five-year adjustable rate mortgage. They got clobbered, refinanced it every year. Every year the rate dropped, they refinanced it. As a matter of fact, 85% of the new home buyers in the last two years, this is a blue chip, plans on refinancing within the next two years. What they're hoping for is that the rates drop. So they bought these houses at high rates, and their whole plan is, I'll just refi. <laughs> oh, Ninja, just, we doom Ninja out here. We Brothers. <laughs> this, this is going to be the future of America. The baby boomers are going to put a strain on our social services that we'll probably never recover from. That's a doom and gloom point. We're not going to recover for it. Uh, Generation X, I'm just letting you know. Our time is coming up too. I'm a Gen Xer. I know I look like a boomer because I have a gray beard. But I'm a Gen Xer. In fact, I'm a, somewhat of a young Gen Xer. I'm on the younger end of Gen X. Like the, the highest Gen X is 52, 53. I'm not even there yet. I'm like six years, seven years younger than that. Okay. And the reality is Gen X, that's going to be us too. Because uh, our parents ain't leaving us. Shit, they're going to leave us. A uh, negative debt. That's what they're going to leave us. They ain't leaving us nothing. So they're leaving us nothing. There's no inheritance from the most of them. Most of them going to be moving back in with you. How are you going to take care of their nursing? We got wiped out in the 2008. Most of us. 
And then now we're out here struggling with inflation. Boomers certainly are struggling with inflation because they have fixed incomes now. They trying to retire now, bruh. It's Jesus. The only thing they got left is if they still have a home, they can sell it to a millennial right now. Because a millennial is so desperate to own a home, they'll pay peak price. They'll pay pre. <laughs> but Gen X, you're next. <laughs> right, you're next. Doom and Gloom CGA. We'll move on with the rest of the show. All right, man. Hey, man, it's gonna be it is gonna be an evil world we live in. And if and if you're not saving for retirement, I don't want to hear that 401k shit. All right, he just mentioned he do got a 401k and he gonna be wiped out. He said you're gonna get you're gonna clean that out. And with the tax burden, the tax penalties, you're gonna be wiped out. Your 401k is just that's gonna take you to at least two or three years. Tops, we've shown you charts where people's 401ks are average. They're not very good. That's not going to carry you through retirement. So we're kind of messed up. Y'all ninjas need to become expats. Shout out to Jones G. Another day dodging straggles and the new, 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 new world. Shout out to the straggles. Somebody asked this question earlier. It was not a super chat, but they said, what's wrong with the baddie only strategy? Wait till we get to the heart of this show, to the meat of this show. We're going to talk about what a baddie is. I'm going to talk about what a baddie is, and we're going to go through other commonly known phrases that men and women have used to describe women, ranking them or trying to understand who they are, explaining their behavior. And you're going to see what a baddie is. You're going to see what a baddie is. Now, it's, take your, you can do what you want out here, but we're going to show you what a baddie is. We're going to define it. Remember, we're going to give you hardcore definitions. I need money, says the Money Mindset Gems today. Indeed, we're giving y'all gems. I got money. Indeed. Shout out to you. We got Kevin. Did I get that? Yes, I did. Let's check over here. What do we got here? Warhammer says, was chatting with my two, I think was chatting with two of my coworkers in different times, and both are not happy in their marriages. That's when I realized marriage is BS for real. I'm not happy. (laughs) Yeah, man. And, you know, uh, every economy is going to strain marriages. Economy strain marriages. So uh, much of the mood of your woman is going to be predicated on how these funds are going to be disseminated. And how many times you're going to inseminate her. Yeah, man. So, yeah, they're not happy. And, guys, if you have a baby mama and you realize, you know, she's been acting funky lately, we call it funky. (laughs) All right. Your baby mama been acting funky. It's because she broke. Ninja, I'm just letting you know. I'm just, here's what it is. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Anybody, I mean, my baby mama acting up. Money tight. <laughs> Money tight. One of the reasons they acting up is because they broke. Ninja, everybody broke right now. <laughs> All right. And she going, hmm. Where can I get some free money from baby daddy? All right, what do we got here? Let me see if I can get this one right here. We got two more, and we're going to be ready for Straggle and Sniggle Theater. No government name says a replica CGA popped up on my feed yesterday. I thought I was in a Twilight Zone. We talked. He says walk, talked, and acted like CGA, but not quite the same. 
Have you come across yourself yet on here? On YouTube, there's a replica CGA. Um, well, I do have a lot of channels, but, you know, leave it up to people, man. There's some weirdos out here. They be making replica channels of everybody. One of the things, man, is very important. You know, I'm going to probably unionize YouTubers at one point because um, we do have an issue. We do have an issue, and that is our name, image, and likeness, right? We're at the forefront. We're at the early end of the music business. I always say this is we're in the 1950s of the music business. We're in the 1930s of the movie, moving picture industry where there's no rules. It's just chaos, right? And people are so concerned about putting out content that they're not worried about their name, image, and likeness. And with AI coming up, AI is going to actually make it even worse because then people are going to mimic your voice and put out content based on that. All right, so we got to think kind of fourth dimensionally with this as content creators and think more business-minded, talking about phrases, trademarking, name, image, likeness, because we don't, we're not thinking of that right now. All right, and so if you got over 100,000 subscribers, you need to be thinking about this because... You know, your name image is going to be put on things that you did not, you did not um, approve of. You did not approve of it. Somebody shared with me that, shout out to AMS, that AMS has an entire TikTok where they're calling him Ice Spice's dad. But they're using AMS, uh, AMS's old videos. And it's, it's one of these things that people have to be vigilant about because in 10 years, a lot of this will be problematic. It's going to be problematic, and you're going to wish you had this, and then there's going to be lawsuits. You know, then when you, if you die, I, I see so many Kevin Samuels videos popping up in my feed, and then I look. Sometimes it's his channel, and I know what's kind of going on there behind the scenes, but most time it's not him. It's just him on a thumbnail, or it's his video. So I find that to be problematic as a content creator. All right, and I'm looking at this as, in the early days of rock and roll, it was common for a black artist, or this doesn't have to do with race, but I'm just telling you, it was common for a black artist to put out a song, and then a white label and white artist put out the same song, the exact same song, and they would sell millions of records over there at the white label, and the black label would only sell to the Chitlin circuit, right? Now, they had to smooth all that shit out. Same thing as sampling of music. Hip-hop sampled music because they sampled the breaks. They wrapped over the brakes, okay? But then when people started making a lot of money, then these artists, these rock and roll bands and James Brown them start coming up and saying, mm, Atlantic Star and the Gap Band started saying, hold up. Zap and Roger Trout started saying, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> okay? Mm. Yep, your hologram gonna pop up. So these are all issues that we're not dealing with today, but there's certainly gonna be an issue going forward. And uh, YouTubers better be vigilant about this because you might not even think it's an issue now, um, but it's going to be later on because you're going to stop making content. But what's stopping people from you reusing your content? All right, there's nothing that says they cannot. Technically, technically, there's something that nobody's like YouTube is not being vigilant, taking that out. You can't lawsuit them. So be, be very, very vigilant about this in the future. All right, we're just not there yet. Oh, by the way, one more point on this one. There was a clip someone shared with me of, um, what is the guy's name? He's, a, he's an Asian uh, martial art star. He rarely talks in his movies, but he does a lot of uh, martial arts. And he's uh, relatively new. 
He's not an old guy. He's not Bruce Lee. It's not Jackie Chan. It's another guy. But anyway, he said, um, he said that at one point early on, this is like 10 years ago, Jet Li is his name. Thank you. Early on, like 10 years ago, before we were thinking about AI, before we were thinking about, you know, what we see now on the internet, before there was social media being at the forefront, he said he was offered a movie role. He was offered a movie role, but in that movie role, they were going to record all of his movements and they were going to record them. Like they were going to record his, his movements and then they were going to uh, own all of his martial art moves. But that was going to be part of the movie. Now, he had the presence of mind to turn it down because he said, no, I'm not going to let them record me and then they own all of my movements. They own all of my movements forever into eternity. That was in the, you know, when you sign your name on the dotted line to the nanny goat, that's what you do. And then he said, hold up. He said, nah, nah, fam. He said, Jet Li is recent. Yeah, man, too. I'm an old guy, Ninja. I'm not a young guy. You, you Ninja still wet behind the ears. <laughs> you still wet behind the ears. Ninja think 20, 2013 was a long time ago. <laughs> All right. 2013, that was a long time ago. Not when you've lived some life. It's recent compared to Bruce Lee. But he said, yo, that's not going to happen. You're not going to own my movements. So he then he had the presence of mind to turn it down because Truth be told, had he signed his name on the dotted line and took the movie role, he would have actually been watching his shit on the internet right now. <laughs> right. Anyway. So think about these things, man. Yeah, you got to have the presence of mind well in advance. You got to have, not hindsight is 2020. You have to have 2020 vision while you're doing things and thinking about that nonstop. That's a blue chip for you. That's a blue chip for you. Shout out to, Jonathan says, Jim Crow Joe reading the teleprompter like CGA reads the donations. Shout out to you. I think it was the Matrix. I think it was the Matrix. All right. But anyway, let's get back to the show. All the young heads is in here talking about it's old. (laughs) They don't even know what old is. You guys don't know what old is. Right. Live a little. Live a little. Live a little. If you think shit is old, they'd be like, that shit is old. It'd be new as hell. <laughs> you know what's old? Kerosene lamps. Kerosene lamps are old. <laughs> that would be old. If, you, if I said kerosene lamps, that would be old. Ninja, we got light bulbs, flashlights, batteries. That would be new. <laughs> That would be new. But to you, it's old. In the humanity, it's new. <laughs> Here we go. Electricity. Yeah, if I said cowboys, that would be old. Indians, that would be old. <laughs> Ninjas like what? VCR, that's old. Relatively new. But anyway, let's get it here. What we got here. All right, let's get back to the show. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Like, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky, can get high with me, that's a deal, right? Ride. Straggle, it's Nickel Theater, we're back. Let's see what straggles we got up deck today. Oh, damn. 
We going to the trailer park. Well, it ain't the trailer park. We're going somewhere in Kentucky or Fontucky. Let's go ahead and roll the film on this one. Check this out right here. Trailer park trash and peanut butter sandwiches. Oh shit! I didn't get the fuck. Open this goddamn door now! Stop fucking fucking wrong with you! You a goddamn door! Open the goddamn door! What the fuck is wrong? No, I can't open that fucking door! Open my goddamn door! Do you realize what you just did? Open the fucking door! Yeah, man. Look, a lot of Americans are stressed out. You know what I mean? These women are stressed out. They're broke out here. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? Dead, flat, stony broke. I've got three dollars and eighty-five cents in my purse. And yeah, man, she's acting stragglicious right here. Look at this body. I mean, anybody can wear black tight pants and look decent, <laughs> right? And you know, she looked like a piece of trailer park trash. All right, now look. What does this sign say? No stupid people. And she didn't read the sign. She didn't read the sign. So there's that. There's that. He's saying with uh he's saying that uh that uh she has a key, but she refuses to have the key. You use the key. There's for some reason a tire out on the lawn. And not only that, there's a the air conditioning unit is holding on for dear life. All right. Here we go. Yo, she's a psycho. Open this fucking door. Oh, shit. I got your door. I'm going to go in my own house. I got to take a piss. And why is this? What is this? What? Oh, the humanity. What is this? I mean, there's just so much going on here. What is going on with the AC unit here? Anybody want to know? This AC unit, wherever they are, what city is this? <laughs> that AC unit is holding on. And what is the person doing standing there with them standing? What is these? What is this? This Mumu? And does she have a cigarette? A Virginia Slim? You got the car up on the jack. What city is this? Is this Louisville? <laughs> and she's standing there, planted, and she's not even distracted by the two pieces of trailer park trash arguing. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what is this? This this is Tuscaloosa. What is going on here? I in a moment in time, well, I need a thorough explanation as to what's going on. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't get the fuck off. Open this goddamn door now! Stop fucking fucking wrong with you! Open you the goddamn keys, door! You open the goddamn door! What the fuck is wrong? No, I can't open that fucking door! Open you, my goddamn door! Do you door. realize what you just open did? Open the fucking door! No, she's a psycho! Open the fucking door! I do want to know what she's talking about. Uh, she is angry and upset and beside herself. What that mean? I don't know what she's ranting and raving about, but there goes another happy couple going the way of the dinosaur there. Uh, they'll make up their makeup sec is going to be unbelievable. That does look like Louisville. That reminds me of what Louisville would look like. Anyone? Did I get it right? Yeah. Car up on the jack. All right, man. That was terrible. Let's go to the next one here. Oh, we have a woman, a plus-size woman, is going to be mad that she cannot find clothes in her size at stores. I can relate. I hate shopping now. I'm an old man. You know, I'm a physical shopper. Anybody, are those still alive? Like, I like to get dressed, go to the mall, Go look at a go go look at something. Go look at some clothes, some shoes, and be like, "All right, 
Take it to the counter. I'll take this in a size 13. <laughs> and they're looking at me like, we don't have that. What sizes do you have? Nine, six, and four. You're like, Ninja, why you got the shoes out then? I'm an old man. I like to get, oh, it's Saturday. I'm going to go to the mall, pick up some clothes. <laughs> Everywhere I go, they don't have my shit. I'm like, why are you even here? Like, what, what, is, the, what is the reason for this store? <laughs> I'm a physical shopper. And physical shopping in this day and age is absolutely ridiculous. Ninja, I done wasted like half of my day trying to go from store to store to store and nobody got shit. Mm. <laughs> all right, anyway. But this woman's going to figure out that too right there. All right, now you got to order all your shit online and wait five to seven days for them to ship it. Now we got Amazon Prime at best. But if you want shoes, you can't get them on. You got to go somewhere and they got to go mail it to. Man, this is crazy. I can't even try on the shoes. But let's see what this plus size woman is going to be bitching about. Pardon? Do you have plus sizes at this location or no? Okay, thank you. Northridge? Okay, thank you. Hi. Um, do you have plus sizes at this location? Somebody said it and they'd be like, we can't order that for you. And I'm like, bruh, I did not come here for you to for for you to order something and then me pick it up at the store later. <laughs> right. If I wanted to order it, I can order it myself. Why would I have you order it? Then come back to the store. Jesus. All right. Let's get uh, this is a plus size woman looking for a what an XXL. All right. Here we go. She wants an XXL and she's mad that they don't have XXL. Biggest size you carry in the store is double XL. Okay, thank yeah. you. Double XL. Mm-hmm. Pardon? Do you have your plus sizes at the store at this location yes, or no? Yes, I'm the inner. It's all the way to the double XL. Okay, yeah. thank you. Excuse me. Do you have a plus sizes in store at this location or no? We do, but only certain items. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think in store goes to 3X. 3X? Okay, yeah. awesome. Thank you. Somebody just said this is the uh, parabola belly deli lady, and it is the belly deli lady. <laughs> right? It is the belly deli woman, I should say. All right, it is the belly deli. Who knew? I did not recognize her, but it's her. Wow. And she got a Baskin and Robbins. She got a Target sponsorship. It is the belly deli. All right, I didn't have a, I didn't notice it. All right, here we go. Everything, it should be on everything. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Pardon? Do y'all have plus sizes at this location or no? Sorry, do you have your plus sizes in store or no? Okay, thank you. Why is she going around recording store to store if they have a plus size section? Now, she went to Forever 21. She went to Pink, H&M, Old Navy, and Fashion Nova. I mean, all of these stores are not, all, all of these stores are not stores that I would go for plus size clothing. I would go to Lane Bryant. Claire, whatever it is. Why don't you go to Lane Bryant? Lane Bryant got yours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, isn't there a Claire or something? It's crazy. Like, why in the world would you go to these stores? Like, I wouldn't even, most of these, when I go to these stores, and, you know, I had daughter and, uh, you know, girls, when they go to these stores and they show me the clothes, these clothes look like little kids' clothes. I don't know how women buy these clothes. They lay out their clothes and it look like doll clothes. I'm like, what in the hell? And then they 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 get in them and the clothes stretch out and the shirt comes to here. 
You ever see a woman buy a jacket? She like, oh, this jacket cute. I'm like, for what? A doll? They buy the jacket and the jacket cuts off right here. Like right below the sternum, the the uh, xiphoid process, right at the top of the bottom of the rib cage. That's where the jacket stops. And the sleeves is longer than where the, what the hell? You buying a one third jacket. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> All right, and so now this woman is going to go to these stores where they're selling one-third jackets, and they're saying crop top, and they're selling, uh, and you're going to go in there and ask for the 2X version of child clothes. How? And why would you go? Yeah, you need to go to Torrid. All right, there's plus-size stores, and you went to none of them. You went to Old Navy, Old Navy, Old Navy, <laughs> shout out to Old Navy. I do wear their T-shirts, okay? I do wear their T-shirts. But the problem with Old Navy is the reason why it's cheap is because they cut their clothes very standard, right? All their clothes are cut the same way. And that's how they can keep the price down, all right? So they go to this whatever Chinese warehouse where they have six-year-olds working, and the machine cuts them. They don't cut them in a style or fit a certain way. They cut them right in the square. All the t-shirts are square. All right. There's no taper. There's no cut in. There ain't no sleeve. The sleeves ain't ready for your shoulders and biceps. They don't design all sizes to fit all shoulders. It's all untailored clothing. That's why they keep the price down. They mass cut, mass produce. All right. And then chop, chop square. Get them out there in bulk. That's Old Navy. Old Navy's not a place for specialty clothing. Where you're going to be like, do you have something special that fits fat women? Nope. No. <laughs> we don't have clothes for fupa prints. Now, they do have mannequins, but they don't. Yeah, we got Charlotte Russe, Talbots. Um, what was the other one? Lane Bryant. And the other one was Torrid. She didn't go to any of these stores. Man, come on, fam. This is a setup here. Not only that. Well, not only that. May, may I suggest. The amount of steps that you took to go to all of these stores that you know good and damn well don't have your size, you could have jogged. You could have got out there and broke a jog out, and you could have probably lost a couple of pounds to fit into the XL. And here, here's the thing. What is a double X for a woman? You know what I mean? That's a large, that's a large piece of clothing. That's a large piece of clothing. And, of course, these clothing, they're going to be crop top, but what's a double XL crop top? <laughs> right here we go man listen when you're short or you're tall or you're overweight you need to start going to a tailor i'm gonna say this again if you're short or tall male or female or overweight you need to go to a tailor because clothes are built for standard size people mostly european mostly european based people unless you go for something specially built for certain cultures but, guys, if you're a short guy, when you go buy jeans, go, go to a tailor. A tailor's not that expensive. Tailor going to charge you $15 per pants, all right? But you short ninjas running around here with a 34 waist. Some of you guys got a 38 waist in your pants. You need to fit in a 28 length pants leg. But you got to buy 38, 30. <laughs> and you got all them damn all that damn material all around your ankles looking, making you look like a midget. All right. Take your shit to the tailor. 
Okay, take your shit to the tailor with your long-ass waist and your short-ass legs. All right, your short-ass, <laughs> your long-ass torso and your short-ass legs. Same thing as you tall ninjas. Running around here with your ankles showing, ashy-ass ankles. If you're super tall, male or female, take your ass to a tailor and tell them to unhem them pants. <laughs> unhem them pants. If you a fat person, you need to go to the tailor. Do not go to the men's warehouse and pick your suit coat off the rack. You're going to look like you got a whole damn curtain wrapped around you. Anyway. Short uh, women, ladies, if you're just a regular lady, a regular American built woman. Those clothes are built for women size zero, two, four, and six. Six is the biggest. Now you... And I'm talking about six long-legged European women. But no, you Latina and black women want to go in there and put on them pants. And then the back of your yoga pants are falling down to the ass crack. Ma'am, them, them pants at Lululemon are not made for you. They're made for skinny European chicks. So now you put them Lululemon pants on and you got them hiked up. But the back, your ass crack showing. Them not for big women. It's like, yo, them, them built for skinny suburban moms and, and Kaylee's. So find you some. <laughs> and then these women running around here thinking they models with these short ass legs. Look, trust me. Listen, I listen. I am what I am. My main problem is my upper body don't match with my lower body. All right. Same thing with these women. They think they baddies and they take a picture and they five two. They got all, they, they good looking up top, but they got these short miniature ass legs on the bottom. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, these are, you know, your attire is built for like a five, nine, 16 year old woman. But here you are. <laughs> we all messed up. Anyway, let me stop here. Let's get some tailors, man. Let's get some tailors. Tailor these clothes, man. Yeah, if you want some apple bottom jeans, you need some apple bottom jeans built for these big old booties. All right, anyway, we got it right here. We go. I'm built like Johnny Bravo. All right, all upper body, little legs. All right, what do we got here? Uh, let's see here. Do we got more straggle and sniggle? Who's up next? Oh, it's not her. What do we got here? Oh, speaking of built woman, this is another thing. All you fitness chicks, you fitness chicks built all crazy. All right, so this woman, this is the delusional straggle. This woman right here, what age do you think this woman is right here? What, what age do you think this woman is? I mean, just look at her right here. This woman is completely delusional. And I don't know what it is about women here. We're going to get to the ranking system in a minute and the, the naming. How old do you think she is, fam? <laughs> Somebody said 45. All right, 45, 40. 45, okay. All right, we got, and I know I'm behind. 58, oh my goodness. 45, KT King loves this one. 40s. All right, most people say she's in her 40s, which is, I would say she's in her 40s. All right, and she's got Botox, and she probably got a jaw chiseled down. She's obviously a fitness chick. Look at her shoulders and her trapezius muscles. All right, she definitely got her trap game going on. She has breast implants, and she's definitely got bolder shoulders. All right, so she looks like she works out. She also looks like she's been on some HGH, some Anavar. All right. She's been on some Clin, Trin. She's been on some 
uh, Diana Bowl. She's been on all of it. She's been on a cycle or something. All right. And she says, this is what she's going to say. And I'll let her sum it up. She says, I'm 29, but people think I'm 40. She's 29, y'all. 29. Somebody says she's good for her age. She's not 40. She's actually 29 years old. Now, she's going to explain why people think she looks 40. And when you hear her explanation, you're going to hear delusion. All right, here's the delusion right here. Let's go ahead and play it. I think a lot of times people correlate age with experience. And so when people meet me and they're like, you seem like you're 40, what they mean is you seem like you have 40 years of experience, life experience, right? And so when I was 18 and people are like, you seem like you're 30, it's because they thought you seem like you have 30 years of life experience. And so you can be younger, but accumulate more experience than someone who's much older than you. So I may have more experience in business than somebody who's 50 because of the amount of things I've done. And so for me, it's probably because I put so much volume into a compressed period of time. I started really early focusing on my business career, and then I just did volume, right? Like I'm not somebody who has 15 other things outside of work. And so because of that, if you think about it, I've spent more time probably in my career than some people at the age of 40 or 45 because I don't do things after work that aren't work. I don't do things before work that aren't work. Everything revolves around work because work is a mission to me. And so because of that, I'm able to get in more experience than people are that are maybe twice my age just because of like the compressed amount of time that I've been able to put into it. Okay. All right. So this comes from her page right here. Oh, I think we go back. This comes from her page. She did show that she's a natural woman. She's a natural bio. She's a biological woman. All right. You make me feel she a bio, she a biological woman. She already showed you. I already checked. She biologically born woman. Uh, but she definitely on some uh, anabolics. She definitely on them prescription testosterone and whatnot. Now, why she says why she says people think she's forty is because she has more life experience. And people think because I'm mature past my years, which I I can relate to that. I'm way mature past my age. You know what I mean? Like, I've been like that for a long time, even when I was 18. All right, they called me old man back then. You, you, You act like an old man. And I was like 18, 19. But this cope is out of control. She looks 40. And the comment section did not disappoint. <laughs> the comment section did disappoint right here. Uh, the steroids got you looking 40. Nah, girl, you look 40. No one, can, no one says you look 40 is referring to your experience. No, ma'am, you look like you're 40 and sound even older. That's what she's telling herself. LOL. The spin on that is crazy. No, actually, they mean you are 40. All right, here we go. Honestly, you do look like you're in your 40s. The recent nose job did shave off a few years, though. Wishful thinking, jawline of the Chad. I mean, comment section called her out on her own thing right there. All right, so here we go right there. There's another example of her trying to cope. In fact, uh, the fact that she's aging, she doesn't want to settle for that. No, that's obviously not it. Uh, They think I'm 40 because I'm mature. I mean, everybody said that earlier that she was over 40. Okay, but, you know, women tend to be delusional like this, and it's hard to talk them off the delusion. All right, let's talk about this, Drago and Sniggle. This is a skit about parenting back in my day. Guys, if you, Gen, 
are you do we have any Gen Zers? By the way, do do me a favor, hit the like button on this stream. There's more people that do not get notifications of this stream. And the only way they're notified is when you click the like button, they say, oh, yeah, CGA's on live. And that's like the last about 600 people that normally join our show an hour in. So do me a favor, hit that like button, get us to 1,000 likes. All right. But Gen Zers, I know you deal with a lot of trauma. I know you guys are being hurt by your parents. We got a lot of punk-ass, weak-ass enabler parents, too. We got a lot of division and broken homes. And a lot of Gen Xers, I mean, a lot of Gen Zers think that their parents are mean and nasty. Now, I grew up in a time where parents were really mean and nasty. Okay, they were really mean and nasty. And old parents, old barbarian male parents, if you think your father was mean to you today, you could not have grown up back in the day with some of these dads out here. Some of these dads were outright outlandish. They liked to see you get hurt. When you got hurt, guess what happened? They laughed at you, told you to brush it off. All right, here we go. And this skit says parenting back in my day. All right, let's play the skit. <gasps> Don't do that, sweetheart. It's dangerous. No, no, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> well, go on. <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to do that again now, are you? And the bottom caption says, are we too soft now? Now, this is obviously a massive exaggeration. It's an over-exaggeration of something that you probably don't want your kid to go through. And a lot of kids had to go through this training. In fact, instead of training your kid not to do this, everybody child-proofed their house. You dog-proofed your house. And every time your kid went to go do something, you said, no, helicopter parents. You say, no, don't do this. Watch it. Be careful. Watch yourself. You ever do that? Parents, you find yourself at weak-ass parents doing this? All throughout your child's development, you didn't let them scrape their knee. You didn't let them fail. You didn't let them get an ass whooping on the football field. You try to run down to the scorekeeper and say, all right, running clock, and we need to go ahead and cut the score off. See, I don't think that's how you learn. You learn by hitting your head. You learn by putting your hand on the stove and getting that, ooh, that hurt, that burn. Even if your parent told you, hey, that's hot, you didn't really understand it. In fact, there was another video of a white mom and a young boy. He looked about 12 or 13. The mother had a pot. And I don't know why she was doing this, but she was handing the pot to the kid. As she's handing the pot to the kid, she said, the pot is hot at the bottom. The kid was going to grab the pot at the bottom. The mother then repeats it. No. The pot is hot at the bottom. Grab it by the handles. The kid then reaches one more time under the pot. And then the mom says and starts yelling and cursing. The pot is hot at the mother's bottom. Then the kid got it. The kid understood then. Oh, sometimes you need to be cursed at, yelled at. I know a lot of people don't agree with this, but sometimes that's how kids learn. They learn by you waking them up. Sadly enough, they don't learn by you protecting them. They don't learn by you saying, be careful. Don't jump off of that stair. Be careful. Don't do that. Keeping them breaking their fall, right? Because you don't want to go to the ER and you don't have insurance. So sometimes you got to be like, hey, shock their system. That's how you learn. You remember through it and you go, that was important. So this skit is kind of reinforcing that behavior here. 
older parents tended to do that and say, well, I bet you you won't do that again. I bet your dumb ass ain't going to do that again. But what we've done is protected kids and this protect protection was seen as, oh, the good parents protect their kids. Not really. I don't fully agree with that. The good parents don't hover over their kids and then interfere everywhere so that the kid prevents getting hurt. Nah, sometimes you got to let a ninja learn. <laughs> sometimes you got to let a kid F around and find out. Now, within reason, obviously this kid, I'm not suggesting that you let your kid electrocute themselves. But a lot of times we are preventing our kids from being hurt as a means of saying, if we prevent them from being hurt, then they will be better. But eventually these kids are delusion. Then they grow up saying they got traumatized. And you're like, oh, my kid's been traumatized. I was traumatized. And they experienced really no trauma, right? Comparatively to pre previous generations. All right. So it, it's, listen, tough love. I'm a, I'm a guy that believes in tough love. I'm a guy that believes that failure is your best teacher. Experience is your best teacher. But most of the times when you fail, you learn. I don't like that. What don't I like about that? <laughs> right? Somebody says it's just 120 volts. Yeah, I know. It ain't going to delete them. But let me just peruse the comment section on this one. Let me play the video again just so you can see. <gasps> don't do that, sweetheart. It's dangerous. No, no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Well, go on. <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to do that again now, are you? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you ain't going to do that again. You learn real quick. You're like, okay. Now, I believe that um, there's, there's times where, you know, you're, you're a parent and you want to be protective of your kid. And what you'll say is, oh, the teacher gave the kid an F. You march up to the school. Then you go up to the school and you cuss the teacher out. Now the kid is not going to learn what failure really means. What does it mean? Why did the kid fail? They didn't prepare. You saw them not prepare and you bail them out. So now the next time they're going to come back with a big old fat F and say, hey, here I go. I got another F. <laughs> All right. Go talk to the teacher. Kids are very, very intuitive as to know how to manipulate you. They're, they're very good at it. In fact, they say babies know how to manipulate parents as early as when they're young babies, right? Some people say through crying. Some people, I've, I've actually talked about this on my show. There was a big debate against if, if a child that cries, are they manipulating the parents? Some people said yes. Some people said no. But they show also children know how to mimic facial expressions as to trigger, especially young female children, against male parents. It happens, all right? When a kid does something bad and they either hide in a corner or they come close to you and cuddle. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> why, are you, why are you next to me all of a sudden? Why you just come next to me, right? And it's because they did something. Or when they poop their diaper and they know they're not supposed to poop, what do they do? They go stand in the corner away from everybody and they hope nobody smells the shit. <laughs> and they stand with their back to the corner. No, and they got a turd in their, in their diaper. See, this is all kind of manipulation. And so people know. And so when, when kids become adolescents, they learn. And they also learn divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. If two parents are not on one accord, they will find the 
weaker parent and they'll go there and they'll fracture themselves, stay away from the disciplinarian. It's a very common thing, but a lot of people are so, so um, soft and weak, S-A-W-F-T, soft, that they're afraid of their children and then thus they're afraid of their children experiencing some pain or trauma. Ninja, trauma, I mean, people, you know, hard things, pain has made, taught me lots of lessons. And they have no testicular fortitude at all. At all. And then you wonder why these pansies out here, they call them snowflakes, can't coexist in our culture, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Straggle with Sniggle Theater marches on. Hey, the idea of I only get baddies. Remember when I told you this? Right? I only get baddie ninjas. We had a guy that we broke down his video. I've been one on the forefront of telling men and, and guys, if you're not a Chad Pookie or Tyrone and you don't have the mouthpiece, don't worry. Whoever's saying they got it and they're not posting receipts are flat out lying. CGA posts semi receipts on my locals channel. All right. Coach Greg Adams locals.com. All right. And I tell you, men lie. Men be lying. I get all baddies, all the women I mess with. I only mess with top notch hoes. Okay. You can believe that if you want, man. Listen, you act like I did not grow up around ninjas and ninjas with mouthpiece and max and ninjas running game and pimps. I have a family member that's a pimp sitting in a slammer for over 150 years for pimping and pandering. Yes. And I saw his hoes. Some of them were nice looking. The rest of them look like sloppalops. In fact, any pimp you see, they roster look like trash. You don't see many pimps with top-notch holes. Most of them look like garbage. All right, but listen, nobody will ever admit this. But this is a classic ninja. I only mess with baddies. I only mess with top-notch holes. And yes, he lives with his mother with that wallpaper. Or he lives with a woman. Or he lives with a woman. Now watch this. We're going to expose I only mess with baddies. Now this is a meme, but this is the type of ninja that would say some shit like this. I F with nothing but bad bitches. Now, you see this? Now, look in the lower left-hand corner of the screen. Look in the lower left-hand corner of the screen. You done expose yourself, Sean. And this is all these game ninjas. Now, I'm going to blow it up so you can see it. But these are the type of ninjas that be trying to lie on the internet. <laughs> Take a look. At the person taking the picture, Ninja. Hey, I'm going to just let you. Uh-huh. Yep. You don't expose yourself, fam. Now, this guy didn't actually say that. But this is the type of Ninja that would say some shit like that. It's the type of guy that would say some shit like that. And then, meanwhile, they best brought the girls that my girls pay me type Ninjas. This is what they look like. All right, this is what it be, man. Oh, the humanity. They'll never tell you. They'll never tell you the truth. <laughs> right? They'll never tell you the truth, fam. All right, but it is what it is. And I'm not shaming him, but I always tell you, man, when you come on here with that, I got a 250 body count, and I get all bad bitches, and you live in Tucson, you live in Milwaukee, you live in Tupelo, you live in Louisville. Ninja, I know what you're getting. Stop. You live in Orlando. And you ain't getting no UCF chicks. 
I know who you getting, fam. You're not fooling me. I've been to all of these little podunk towns. All right, if you're from what he, oh, and he's got an LR on his chest, that's definitely Little Rock. He's definitely from, this is a Little Rock. Look at that LR, dead giveaway. I know what's in Little Rock. <laughs> and this was in Little Rock right here. Yes. <laughs> Watch out for these guys, man. Do not, hey, guys, because what will happen is you won't have a lot of experience. And then you'll believe these guys, man. You out here missing it. I'm getting mad, bad bitches. And I'm like, don't believe them, fam. Don't believe them. If, you, if they were, they would not be on the internet bragging about it unless they try to sell you something. All right, uh, next one. How many more straggling sniggles do I got? This is a long segment, but main event is coming up shortly. Remember when I told you that a lot of these jobs that people hold on to are absolutely useless. In fact, you're a cog. You're nothing but a spacely cog. Spacely sprockets. You're nothing but a cog. You're nothing but a monkey. And many times these non-essential jobs are dished out to women. And women will do these jobs with the full best of their ability. And then they will say, we're not getting equal pay. Now, this woman realized exactly what CGA said. I said, you're nothing but a pencil and paper pusher. You're nothing but a fire off of emails. You're nothing but a what? You're nothing but a pencil sharpener. You're nothing but a, um, what is the next one here? You're nothing but a data entry specialist. Let's see this woman figure out real quick that her job don't really mean Nathan out here. Let's play it. I never, like, realize, like, what you do isn't real. Like for work, for my professional work that I get paid money to do, I literally, my job is sending emails. I just, that's just what I do. That's literally what I do. I never thought I would work a job where that was it, but it is. And I'm not mad about it, I don't think, but it's not good. Does it- yeah, you're a professional emailer. <laughs> that's what you are. You're a pro emailer. You live in a simulation. What was it? You break down Excel spreadsheets. That's what you do. You data entry. You answer phone. Matter of fact, you a secretary. (laughs) You a secretary. That's what you are. And don't even, yeah, oxygen thief at best. I'm telling you, man, these people, and they got the nerve to tell me you got a job and you want a guy on your level or above. For what? Answering emails? (laughs) I fired off an email, all caps, uh, read receipt. Attention, re, per your last request, per our last conversation, that's your job. And it's going to get replaced. Hey, and she said, I just figured it out. Oh, my God, man. We, hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Yeah. And she probably gets $70,000 paid to do that. Working from home. Here we go. Does anyone ever, like, realize, like, what you do isn't real? like for work, for my professional work that I get paid money to do, I literally, my job is sending emails. My career, my job. So I could focus on my career. So I can focus on my career. There's there's a focus on your career, girl, right there, fam. What career? You a secretary. (laughs) You a secretary, fam. That's not a career. All right, but let's continue here. And then got the nerve to tell me Tell me what she did all day at the job. What did you do? I fired off an email. I just, that's just what I do. And she going to blow up like the Goodyear blimp. Ten years down the line, she's going to want a 3% raise. She's going to complain that her income is not rising at the rate of the, um, at the, uh, at the interest. 
she's also going to trade her fertility window in to pursue advancement in this career. So I could focus on my career. Although I do think she's married. I, th I did see a ring, but it might be on the other hand. You ain't got no career. You just a cog. You a spacely sprocket. You in a simulation. <laughs> right? Here we go right here. <laughs> and what did you do all day? Nothing really. That's literally what I do. Yeah, that's what you do. When you realize real fast that you'll be doing this until 60 years old. Mm. <laughs> and she does have a degree. What kind of degree does she have? And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. This is also the career that she's going to break up your family for so she can go pursue this as a career. Well, I want to do my job and have my own money independently. This is crazy, fam. Man, what a world we live in, man. What a world we live in. But uh, people starting to figure it out. People when I first met my wife, I told her. Uh, I didn't mean to play that. Let's see here. What do I got going on here? This is a long straggle and sniggle segment. Uh, but we're almost there. Yes, we're almost there. We got Britney Spears' mama is a straggle now. She probably already been a straggle. Britney Spears' mother, Lynn, is struggling to pay the bills. All right, Lynn is... That I'm broke, dead flat, stony broke. I got three dollars and eighty-five cents in my purse. Now join the club. Britney Spears' mom, Lynn, is struggling to pay her bills, and has started working as a substitute teacher in Louisiana to earn more money. After yet another bitter fallout with the pop star daughter, Lynn, age sixty-eight, shout out to the Boomers, started substitute teaching at a local school last month. She worked as a teacher and ran a daycare center prior to Britney's rise to fame. The stage mom is $660,000 in debt after Britney refused to pay for her lawyer. I'm in a bind, Nate. She's $660,000 in debt. Ay, yay, ay. There she is right there going to get a job. Oh, man. Wow. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Back to work. <laughs> Back to work. Ay, ay, ay. What a world, what an evil world. And there's mom shopping at Barnaby's or Barney's New York when it was better times and she was getting her fit. All right. Did she get divorced? Where's her husband at? Where's her husband at? Is he broke too? All right. That was their house. She still lives in the $2 million mansion in Louisiana. All right. This probably, where's, where do they live in Louisiana? They probably live in a small ass Backwood. I can tell that's probably not Southern Louisiana. All right, let me see here. Is the, are, are they divorced? I can't tell because I don't know what he's doing. Lynn filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy in 98. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, man, boy, she didn't hit hard times. I don't know what happened here right here. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, listen, I'm just telling you. I'm just saying. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. Um, if you thought if you thought it was tough out here for you, Britney Spears' mama got a real problem. Last straggle and sniggle. And we'll get on to the next subject matter. Uh, Ben Shapiro. It says right here how Ben Shapiro's wife lost ten million dollars. All right, you guys know Ben Shapiro. He's one of the conservative voices. And uh, let's see what Ben Shapiro had to say about his marriage. Okay. I first met my wife. I told her I'm going to make millions of dollars. I'm going to make a lot of money. We had our first date on uh, September 5th, and then we were engaged December 22nd. In the Jewish community, when you get married, you sign a marital document that basically looks 
kind of like a prenup, uh, called the Ketuba. And one of the things in there is like an actual breakup fee. If the marriage breaks up, then how much money do you owe to your wife? Okay, so there he is right there. He says he signed a Ketuba, all right, which is a prenup or essentially, this is not a prenup, sir. This would be like a bride price, right? This is not a prenup. This ain't even, yo, uh, this sounds like you, this sounds like a very traditional thing, most, most than likely, but this is not a prenup. It's more like you, you're paying your wife and you're telling her what she's going to get a cut of. Or this would be more like a dowry. More like a dowry. All right, let's continue. So my father-in-law sits me down one day and he's like, how much money do you want to put in the ketubah? And I was like, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. We're not getting divorced, so put $10 million. I don't care. Wow. He was confident there. We're not getting divorced. Put $10 million. He said, I'm going to be a millionaire. And he said, put $10 million in the ketubah. Meaning that if he got divorced, he would have to give the family and the wife $10 million. This is a dowry. Yeah, it's more like a dowry here. Wow. All right, let's continue. Here. And he looks at me and he starts laughing. He goes, she's not worth $10 million. We'll put a million dollars. And um, I, I frequently remind him that he is a horrible negotiator. It- wow. Okay, so... The father-in-law said, that bitch ain't worth 10 mil. Just put 1 million in. Mm. Ben Shapiro, you're a horrible negotiator. She, she going to get $1 million when y'all divorce? If. What a fool believes. <laughs> what? Now, this guy's going to challenge Ben and say. Always the, the guy owing the girl yes. in that document? Yes. Even if the girl's the higher earner. Yes. When I first- All right. And so he, the, even the guy said, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I know your wife probably has a career. Wait a minute. Is this only for the guy? The guy only has to pay? What about equality? Ben Shapiro's like, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> all right. The other dude was like, whoa, what if she mar- makes more money? Oh, don't worry. Don't worry about all that. We're traditional. Hi, yi, yi. Hi. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Drag on Snickle Theater. It was. Let's get to the contributions to today's show. And what do we have coming up next? Why therapy sucks for men and then defining women, which could be a long segment. So I got not that many segments today. Hey, what do we got? We got uh, Mimit the second. Non retiring boomers are going to depress wages and job opportunities for everyone else also. They're going to vote for every socialized measure. Yes, they are. Mm. Boomers are going to distress the hell out of us. They're going to they're gonna kill. They're going to. Oh, by the way, if you didn't know, this model of the baby boomer doing this was already predicted at the height of the baby boom. So it's nothing new. Everybody see what's going on with them and the situation we're in. It was all predicted back when they became the mass population. So I've heard of these business, these models of the boomers distressing the socialized, the socialized um, social services. I heard about this when I was in high school. All right. Namely because the sheer number of them. When you remove them from the primary working uh, workforce and now Gen X and the millennials make up the primary workforce. Remember, Gen X are a small population, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, Gen X is a smaller population of the four of the five populations that exist right now. I might be mistaken, but I think Gen X has the smallest population. 
So there was the baby boom, then small Gen X, then larger millennial, then uh, slightly smaller Gen Z. They have already been predicted to stress our social services, namely Medicare and Social Security. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to stress it out. Now, also, you add in their, uh, their habits. They tend to be practice the same habits, tend to take the same steps to ascend to wealth and middle class. Since they did these things, they still have the results of them. Some still have student loan debts. Some lost their houses. Some then did not prepare fully for financially retirement. Many of them married multiple times and divorced multiple times. Okay. Many of them use credit to leverage, you know, personal debt to leverage up their position in the society, right? To stay middle class. So it, it, this is just in general, but the boomers are going to stress the hell out of Medicare. They're going to stress the hell out of pharma and generic, generic medication. They're going to stress the hell out of, um, out of these social security. Anyway. Yeah. I heard about this in the nineties. So anyway, but doesn't mean they're dumb. It is just what it is. John Doe, I'm 6'6 and skinny. Nothing fits properly unless it's tailored. There's another situation there. So, yeah, man, if you guys got to realize clothes are only made for, you know, not everybody, right? So if you go into a mall store, the clothes you see there are not made for you. Thus, you do have to make some exceptions. Go get a tailor. Six foot six, skinny. That's going to be a hard fit. He can't even go to the big and tall and get some outfits. Because I'm sure the big and tall has tall and overweight men. Mm. All right, go get a good tailor. Big and tall typically has tall and wide. You know, these big old lumberjack looking ninjas and uh, John Henry ass ninjas. <laughs> right? Shout out to John Henry ass ninjas. Justin O, seeing a lot more boomers door dashing. Facts. Absolute fact. It's crazy, man. Where are we at? Preston. Damn. I thought my dad wasn't ish. Only to find out he wasn't my dad. Shout out to Preston with that one. I don't know how you type it all in one word. All right. Elvin says not AI for not AI or not IA. Or is that AI? Not AI going to replace my favorite African-American. No, it will not. All right, I'm going to have to fight vigilantly. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to this real quick. I'm trying to get to it for a second. Give me a second here. I'm trying to refresh my screen, and then it's slow to refresh. Uh, we got uh, Macaroni Tony says, been a while, but we got to hit these normies with the, again, I appreciate your drive, Willie, but you got to have vision. He says, Torrid is a plus size store. Cue the crickets. Your boy been around, had a plus size Juco in the past. Plus size Juco's, I don't mind. All right. As the late great, the late great Patrice O'Neill said, a fat, a fat, ugly, 
or a fat, ugly 19-year-old is way better than a hot 46-year-old, and I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) I know. Oh, man. People don't like that. They get uncomfortable with that conversation. But, Ninja, hey, get uncomfortable if you want. All right. Let's get back to the show. They get uncomfortable about that conversation. But I think Patrice O'Neill said something like that. A chunky, a chunky 20-year-old, okay. I'll give her a pass. <laughs> a hot 45-year-old, I'll be like, mm, all right. I guess. <laughs> he said something like that. Somebody's got to find that clip. Anybody who disagrees, I don't know what you talk. Oh, there it is right there. He said disagree. There's something about a 45, 50-year-old woman, 38-year-old. There's something about them that just turns me off. Because I've been with a lot of them, so they're kind of a turnoff. This is how I'll forever see them. I don't want you older ladies to get mad either. Let me see here. This is how I forever will see them. I don't care how hot they look on Instagram. Anytime I see them post on Instagram, this is what I see. Now, hold on for a second. Again, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just something that I, it's forever just, no, because when you see them up close, you see the flaws. You see the flaws that they hide with the filter on an Instagram. But when I see them, when I see them posing and they saying boot season or they're saying something like, look at my new, sh-, this is what I see. Let's go ahead and show you on the screen. This is what I see. I'll forever not be able to unsee this right here. Especially when, especially when they like posing with hands on hips. I'm just letting you know. I mean, like, even, like I don't care what it looks like. They hair be kind of fried, and they be looking. They had the same look, and they be posing like that. All right, can't wait for fall. Got my boots on. Oh, summer. And they showing their bikini photos from Oahu. And I'll be like, this is what I see. All right, 36 and up. Like, if the filter wasn't on, <laughs> this is what... This is what I would imagine. That's what I'm looking at. Like they hands and they nails with they chicken claw hands and all that. I'm <laughs> just anyway, let me stop here. And they be having a matching leopard print outfit on. This is what I see. This is, I can't unsee. I, I just, anyway. So. <laughs> and they, I imagine their breasts sneak through. That's what I just imagine. All right, let me stop. I'm just saying. The age spots, you know what I mean? It's just be like. You know, when you thirsty, when you thirsty, you'll go for it. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. All right, let me stop here because people are getting offended. I don't mean to offend. I'm just saying. <laughs> Ladies, I'm just saying, man. Yeah, they'd be like, you go, queen. The comments be eating her up, too. The comments be in there telling her, slay. And I'm looking at it like, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I don't see what she's slaying. (laughs) Let me stop here. 
Hey, man, what are we doing here? <sighs> All right, let's get here. Somebody says, what's the cutoff age? Man, everybody knows what it is. Stop. Everybody knows. Uh, what are we doing here? Uh, a therapist is going to say white therapy sucks for men. And I'm going to preface this part of the show and let you know that if you do need to seek help, if you do feel down bad about yourself, if you're in a tough spot, if you're in a bind, if you have low self-esteem, schizophrenia, clinical depression, if you think you're going to hurt others or yourself, please go seek help. Talk to someone before you even take any long-term consequences because more than likely that long-term consequence, that long-term decision is going to be an effed up decision for you. So there are places that you can reach out to. I'm not one of these. Do not reach out to me about this. This is my reach out right here. This is my outreach program. This is the show. If you reach out to me, I'm going to charge you $1,000 an hour. Nobody seems to want to do this. Wink, wink. But here's the thing. I've been critical of this recent push of this because most of it reeks of a financial grab by the pharma. Much of it reeks of that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see that this turns out to be good long-term for people. I also studied the Timothy Leary days, MK Ultra, Mind Control. Also, some of these assassination guys were said to be campus visitors of UCLA, California, berserkly in the early days of the psychology programs at these universities. Hey, study it. It's real. They use LSD and all kind of mind-altering drugs to get people to do things, program their mind. And I'm seeing people right now, they're under mind control to this day. All right, and many of these people, are, they, they're, they're under mind control, and then they don't know how to get their life straight. Then they got all kind of time to tell you what to do about your life. They also can vote at the same time and telling me that this politician's better than this one, and they're on medication. They're on brain chemical altering medication. Like I can't make, you can't make, Kevin Samuels, you can't make this shit up. How are you on brain chemical altering meds telling me what to do? And I'm the sober one. Not only do they do that, they tell other people that you need to do it, which is a massive, a, let me just tell you how um, unethical that is. I'm going to tell you again. It's unethical to tell someone they need therapy. <laughs> like the, ethic, uh, the ethics of that is, is um, it cannot be understated. Not even a therapist should suggest that another person see, should seek therapy, right? They can't come to you out of the blue and say, you need therapy. That's unethical. It's massively unethical. Ethical. All right. Now, it's worse if a non-therapist comes up to you and say you need therapy. That is completely unethical. It's almost against what therapy even is. So if I come out against it and you say, well, you're against it, you need it, that's unethical. But it's not ethical. It's not unethical if I say I don't need it, <laughs> but you can do it if you want. That's not unethical. That's actually, uh, that's actually above board. And see, what we've done is we've allowed this to go on so long that if anybody critiques it, they're wrong. But no, in fact, you are wrong if you even suggest that another person go get it. That's completely unethical. And it would be unethical for a professional to do the same to a civilian. That's an imbalance of power. 
and also a finesse and a scam. But people don't realize this. I'm just telling you, okay? Most people use this as a means to say, I do the work, you don't. Therefore, you're the bad person, I'm the good person. Do you see the problem with that? Do you see the problem with that? That then forces a person to do something that they didn't want to do just because they don't want to be considered bad, not because they don't need it, right? That's completely unethical. Look it up. Professionals probably take an oath to not do unethical shit like this. Now we got commercials and all these things that suggest even if you're healthy, you can still use it. Completely unethical. Okay? They can only suggest it as, hey, you might want to consider it. Not to say you need it. They can't request that you do it. They can't say you need it. They can't, they could can just say, hey, I suggest this if it happens. See, people don't understand that because you guys will waive your rights and you don't know anything about what you want to personally protect yourself. You will let everybody run up all, all over you. Now, I'm going to have a psychologist speak on this, but before we do this, before we do this, I'm going to have Buster Rhymes talk about this as well. All right, shout out to Buster, Buster, Buster Rhymes. He's half right half the time, okay? And he's going to talk to Van Johnson, I believe his name is, and they're talking about Van Johnson. I'm sorry, Buster Rhymes is going to talk about why black men don't seek therapy. We'll just say it. It's all men, all men's lives. Okay, all men's, all men's lives. But uh, here we go right here. Let me see. It says right here, this is Van, I think his name is Van Johnson. He a crying ass ninja too. All right, but here we go right here. But even, even black men who are not famous, who are not legends, who are not icons like yourself, we don't talk. We ain't allowed to show no weakness, brother. Say more. Black man ain't allowed to show no weakness. And that's one of the most traumatic things in the world. A black man that might actually need some help. He might really need some help. It's challenging for you to even bring yourself to a place of comfort to call someone to tell them that you really need some help mm. and ask for it and not be afraid that somebody is going to take that situation that you're going through and exploit that shit mm -hmm. to embarrass you or humiliate you. Mm -hmm. So, so we walk alone. You definitely, majority of the time, mm. walk alone. All right. And so uh, this name is Van Jones. Sorry, I, I called him Van Johnson. Pause. Van Jones, he cried when uh, Biden got elected. I wonder if he feels the same. But this is particularly the case, and nobody will stop this shit. And I'm going to give you a prime example of as to why they are right. Both of these men arrived at this. They are 100% right. In fact, if a person, a male, a black man, shows any level of what anybody perceives as a threat, anger, resentment, or whatnot, in that moment, nobody tells them to go suggest to them, hey, I got a good person you might want to talk to. They might just use the fact that he's bitter and hurt as a means to say we don't care about your feelings. Thus, this therapist that we're going to play later is going to back this up. Nobody really cares about your feelings unless they feel personally threatened. Like, I challenge your, I challenge status quo. Oh, you're bitter and hurt. Wouldn't you want 
Wouldn't you want the person to say, hey, let me sit down with you and hold my hand and guide you. Let me give you some guide. No, they use it as a weapon. Even the old man's feeling as he's expressing his beliefs, they attack him with his feelings. Not to help him, but to belittle him. That's what he's talking about. He also says later on using it as a source of humiliation. Okay. They're using it as a source of humiliation. We know in many cases that we've shared information with someone that we trusted, be it a partner, spouse, relative, mother, and we shared the information and it was shared with someone else and then used against us to belittle us. This has happened to a lot of men a lot of times, enough times that we say we are no longer going to open up. And one of the things women want men to do when they get into an early part of a relationship is to open up. All right, you're not opening up. You're not, you're, full, you're a wall. You're a brick wall. You're not expressing your emotions. And then when as soon as you do and you express vulnerability, the majority of the time it's used against us. Right? It's used against us, even in court, even in therapy. Most of the time, if you're doing a therapy, couples therapy, you already know you're going to get rant, lambasted later on. You're going to get manipulated even within the therapy. We have a psychiatrist that's going to speak on this. Not only that, what happens in the therapy leaks out to the real world or they'll use it back at home against you. Okay, so it's a big, massive thing that men have figured out that this is not a work for every man. It's not a work. And that he says men cannot take the time to express this vulnerability because they still have to earn. At the end of it, except these tippy-toe-ass young Generation Z men, at the end of it, every Gen Xer and Baby Boomer and Millennial knows that no matter what you're going through, you still got to produce. Gen Z hasn't caught on to this yet, but you will, or you will be going to the gulag. Every man knows that no matter what he's going through, he's still got to pay the bills. He's still got to support. He's still got to protect. He's still got to be a good father, and he still has to work hard. He doesn't get to say, well, I'm going through something now. Now, we're seeing professional athletes being given this leeway. It started with female professional athletes, Naomi Osaka. Now male basketball players are going through the same thing. I need to take time. Ruby, Ricky Rubio, I think, is not going to play this year for mental health reasons. So it's starting. I don't see a time where men in the workforce are going to be able to say, I need to take some time off for mental health. I don't see it. But if I do see it, I know that we're really done. But what they're hitting on is true. No matter what you're going through, you still got to produce. If you go through mental health, can you stop paying child support? No. Nope. Not even during the pandemic where they were giving out pandemic uh, uh, economy stimulus checks. Could you not pay your child support? So even when you were going broke and you lost your job, you still had to pay. That's what world we're in today. No one cares. At the end of the day, you still got to do. But even, even black men who are not famous who are not legends, who are not icons like yourself. We don't talk. We ain't allowed to show no weakness, brother. And I actually um, 
talked about this when I showed the pictures of black men with black women. Black men with black women. And a lot of people said, hey, coach, one of the reasons black men don't smile around black women, but they do smile around other races of women is because you're not allowed to show weakness. You're supposed to be ever-present masculine. In fact, if you do show that weakness, it's going to be used against you and or you're going to get finessed. We are not allowed to show the weakness. This is, dude, if no one believes this is true, I don't know what to tell you. Okay? Say more. Black man ain't allowed to show no weakness. And that's one of the most traumatic things in the world. Now, one thing that is used in the black community for black men, since they're talking specifically about them, if a man shows a weakness, what do they call him? They say light skin energy. You acting like a light skin, right? So you see that going on and the women talking about colorism all the time. But here we go. Anytime a black man shows any sensitivity, he's a lame or he's a light skin. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff going on that nobody's going to address because you know why they want to address it? Because they don't care about men. I don't know. I don't know how much to tell you here. But if colorism happens in the black community against women, they go crazy over it. When it happens against men, it's light skin energy shit. And they be having you curled up looking like Prince. Beige, what do they call it? Beige what? <laughs> right. All right, so you're not allowed. You're not allowed. A black man that might actually need some help. He might really need some help. Yeah, and they call it beige rage. Beige rage. That's light skin energy. You acting light skinned it. All right. I've even heard high school boys say that and they talk about that against other high school boys. Yeah. It's challenging for you to even bring yourself to a place of comfort to call someone to tell them that you really need some help mm. and ask for it and not be afraid that somebody is going to take that situation that you're going through and exploit that shit. Mm hmm to embarrass you or humiliate you. And, and guys, that's undeniable. That's under, every man knows that. <laughs> every man knows that. Every man that has experience in life knows that. Okay? And that's going to happen. There's also situations where, um, oh, I was going to say something else and I forgot it. But um, anyway, let me see if I can get them to finish. So, so we walk alone. You definitely, majority of the time, walk alone. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Remember, I showed you the clip of women. They were young women. They were all racist, but majority of them were black women. They were saying one thing that pisses them off or that there were two things, a, a, a man that's happy and a man that knows his own self-worth. They say that pisses them off, right? They're like something about that triggers me. Now, of course, that was just a few women they interviewed. That's not all women. Okay, It can be a majority of women for sure. And all women can have that. In fact, there was a woman that said um, her boyfriend was an MMA fighter. She was an MMA fighter. She said this on Joe Rogan. She said when she saw her boyfriend flinch and get beat up, she lost all, she lost all respect for him, which means she lost all attraction for him at that moment when he expressed vulnerability. Now, initially in your early part of the relationship, she will want this. Why? Why? Because she's gathering information. 
she's now opening up trust and you're opening up trust to her. So she feels useful. But yeah, I've also showed you clips of women saying, see, that's why your father don't want to be a part of your life in a heated discussion. See, these are the things that people don't want to talk about. Let's get to this guy right here. Hey, y'all, today and, uh, we're going to talk about. It's somewhat of a long video by, uh, let's see right here. This is the video. And it says right here, why therapy sucks for men. Now, it doesn't, suck for, it doesn't suck for all men. If you've used it and you find it to be useful, more power to you. Okay, I'm not telling you not to do it because that would be unethical. Right. Uh, but let's continue here. He's going to tell us this. It's a rather long video, but I'll play a little bit of it and you can watch the rest. Why therapy sucks for men. And that may sound kind of confusing because here I am a man. Here I am a psychiatrist doing psychotherapy with men. So what on earth am I talking about? Why do I think therapy sucks for men? Hey, 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 with all this damn music. In my experience as a psychiatrist, I do actually believe that there are systemic biases that make it hard for men to engage in therapy. And today we're going to talk a little bit about what those systemic factors are, how we can understand them, and even how to overcome some of those factors and move towards more emotional health. If you're ready to take the next step on your mental health journey, check out right. Dr. K's guide. It's an immersive resource Hold that up. check out. The so what we really need to understand is that the majority of patients in the history of psychotherapy Listen. have been women. About 60 to 70% of patients today who engage in psychotherapy are women. All right. So that's an important point. He's going to make another important point that I pointed out. So, yeah, in the history of all of this Therapy, psychotherapy, pseudo-psychotherapy, spirituality, astrology, you name it. If it has a hint of not being accountable or unpacking shit or trying to explain shit and over-explain it, like why I'm 40, why I'm 29 and look 40, they'll engage in it. They'll sit around and powwow. Meanwhile, I got to go uh, split bricks and, and, and chop wood. Meanwhile, I got to go pay some bills <laughs> right now. There's a lot to unpack in that. Because we got to get over a lot of things faster. He's going to mention this. But the majority of people who do this are women. And this is why they want men to engage in it. Because then it equalizes them. Brings you on an equal plane. Thus, he's going to say the plane is not equal though. You actually come out worse. Let's continue. The other thing is that about 60-70% of therapists today are actually women. And I pointed that out too. And if you want to watch the complete video without me pausing it for fair use purposes, go watch it. And leave my show. But guys, the majority of therapists are women. I pointed this out. That, that's a problem. I don't know. That might not be a problem for the individual that uses a female therapist and gets, per, gets a useful result. But in mass, that's a problem. As a, as a solution-based, because the society is using this as a solution-based thing. All right, you're going to seek, you're going to solve your problems or at least understand who you are if all men got involved with this. However, but all the women are, all the, all the, all the therapists are women. Now nah, that's a problem, fam. And I said this, and of course, I was a misogynist when I said this. He's saying this as a professional. Now, of the ones that are not women, we got a lot of tippy-toe ass men in there too. You guys got to realize that they use the APA guidelines, 
many of your therapists do. And if they use APA guidelines, you got to understand who you're dealing new, with. New, 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 new world order. All right, you got to understand who you're dealing with. They are not going to be on your side on no masculine issues. In fact, the APA has given guidelines for transitioning men to uh, young young women have uh, toxic masculinity. They giving guidelines against everything that is resembles masculinity. So if your therapist follows the APA, the American Psychiatric or Psychology Association, then you and you walk up in there, you about to get torn up. Do not let them know you listen to CGA. <laughs> you about to get torn up. All right, but this guy's actually explaining it. Let's let him roll. So I think what happened early on in psychiatry or psychotherapy is that the majority of people we were helping were women. And so when me as a doctor, when I look at 10 of my patients and I see, okay, so it looks like talking to people about their feelings on average is the most successful thing that I can do. But even though that's factually correct, I may not be taking into account that seven out of those 10 people are women. And maybe the people who are getting helped the most with talk therapy or talking about their emotions are actually women. And it's not just me that says this. If you actually look at the American Psychological Association. There it is. All right. And I didn't even know he said this, but that's something that I discovered even back when they came out with toxic masculinity and they came out with guidelines. So here he is talking about that exact same thing. Or talking about their emotions are actually women. And it's not just me that says this. If you actually look at the American Psychological Association's guidance for working with boys and men, they sort of point out a systemic bias in the way that we diagnose men and women. And that's a lot of the diagnoses that women get, like depression and anxiety, which, by the way, women are about two to three times as likely to be diagnosed with that stuff. Yep. A lot of those diagnoses have to do with feelings and being able to articulate stuff. So, for example, major depressive disorder involves feeling sad when you're depressed, right? Makes sense. And that a lot of men are actually diagnosed with what we call externalizing disorders, things like addictions or sociopathy or antisocial personality disorder. And I did a stream on this where we looked at the things that most likely plague women, the, the majority of them, bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder, uh, schizophrenia, kleptomaniac, uh, uh, what do you call it, <laughs> nymphomaniaism. Most of that is women. Then when they look at men, there were only a couple things that men dealt with, which were the external. All right, they're going to hurt somebody outside, right? They, like that, that's the external. It's never, it's rarely one of these other ones that women get overdiagnosed with. And by the way, we also discussed with a person, a professional that said, that said, and I don't know this to be true, but look it up. They said, no matter what you, what you have, let's just say you had nothing and you went and you met with a psychiatrist or a psychologist, they're going to diagnose you with something. They have to diagnose you with something. Okay. Which is crazy to me. Like, like that's nuts. Like they, when you go in there and they fill out your questionnaire and you go in there with a the hundred questions, they have to diagnose you with something. They're going to give you something. That's crazy. Like what? Like you cannot leave. They cannot say, Hey, you're good. You're stable. Don't worry about it. They got to give you something. They must diagnose you. They got to give you something. This is the problem with it because then what happens is people don't know that and they'll go in and they'll come out and they say, they'll tell TikTok that they got bipolar. I was diagnosed with bipolar. Ninja, everybody that went to that office was diagnosed with something. So that's not a means to tell me anything about you. 
It just told me that you met with a psychologist. That's all it means. And you probably took some, uh, some, some medication based on what the psychiatrist said. That it, doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It takes the meaning out of whatever it is. They just gave it to you because they had to diagnose you with something. Hey, let's, let's continue with this because a lot of people don't understand this. <laughs> here we go right here. And, if you, and we do have some people that are professional hearers. They're commenting in the comments, and they're not disagreeing with me, just so you know. These people have degrees and certificate. They're not disagreeing with me. But if you are a professional here and you have something to say, let me know. All right, here we go. So these are disorders that involve behaviors. So I think they're sort of cluing us in on a really important idea, which is that when men feel something, they act on it as opposed to articulate it or talk about it. And if we tunnel down into a little bit about how men deal with their emotions, we'll kind of see that this is true in general as well. Because if you're a man, an emotion is a problem to be solved, not something to be talked about, right? So think about like if you get bullied on the playground and you feel ashamed of yourself and people call you a fat kid and beat you up, that isn't something you talk about. In fact, if you go and cry to mommy or cry to the teacher, you're actually treated worse. You're taught that articulating problems and talking to people is cause for punishment. Instead, what you're supposed to do if you're a man is fix the problem, right? So if kids make fun of me for being fat, I'm supposed to lose weight, get ripped, learn martial arts, and the next time they talk, I'm going to teach them who's boss. All right, so that's typically how men are dealt with, right? If you can't get no hoes, what you got to do? You got to learn how to go get some hoes, right? You got to go learn some game, and you got to use your mouthpiece, and you got to go to the gym, and you got to go run, exercise, lose some weight. You got to grow three inches. It's going to be your fault. You got you can fix this, and the fix is within you. And it's all Jermaine's fault. Now, it's always Jermaine's That's fault. not how women are told. Women can be everything. They can be the whole problem. Overweight, way too old, don't got no eggs to throw, hurt, bitter, divorced 15 times, single mother three and four times. We supposed to overlook that. They don't have to fix that. They don't got to fix it. We supposed to go and say, okay, there's something about her. You see the difference? You see the difference? And he's saying this is why it, it doesn't do a lot of men any good with the current model of therapy it doesn't do him any good because when they go in there, all that he's going to get back is, okay, you need to fix you, <laughs> right? Or you'll get some medication. Here we go right here. Here we go. And so if you sort of think about it, the solution to an internal feeling, feeling ashamed, is to take an action and change the circumstances that make me feel that way. If I'm feeling ashamed because I don't have a job and I don't have any money, what should I do about that? Yep. Should I go cry to mommy about how I don't have a job or don't have money? Should I cry to my girlfriend about how I'm broke all the time? No. If you're a man, you need to man the fuck up, go out there, get a job, and start making money. Facts. That's the bottom line. Facts. So what? you didn't need therapy for that. <laughs> all you needed to say, knuck up, buck up, don't cuck up, go get a goddamn job. <laughs> right? You, ain't get, you don't get the huddle in the corner. You don't get to go get no medication. You don't get to go get no diagnoses. You didn't go. You don't have to do that. You didn't get to take a month off. Ninja, go get your punk ass a job. Be a man. Man up. Hey, this happens in marriage counseling too. He's going to talk about this as well. Let's continue. 
if you're feeling bad in here, as a man, what we're taught is you're supposed to go fix the problem out there. And this also manifests in men's reluctance to engage in couples counseling. Here we go. So oftentimes, if you're in a relationship, and I'm assuming a heteronormative relationship for a second, and you know your wife or your girlfriend says, hey, I think we need to go see a counselor, oftentimes men will be reluctant to engage in that. And if you actually look at the research for why men are reluctant, what you discover is it's not that they're trying to put their head in the sand or they're avoiding a problem or anything like that. They actually feel outgunned in yep. therapy. There you go. They feel like when they go to a couple's counselor, my partner is so much better at understanding and articulating their feelings that they can sort of make their case better than I can. Now, this is not only counseling. This is also family court, any family court proceeding. You're going to go in there outgunned. You know you're outgunned. You're like, I don't even know why I'm here. Ninja, just do what you got to do with me. Now, the pettiness is going to be on the female side. You go to marriage counseling, family couples counseling, or any of that. She's going to have a list of 50 problems. And he did this, he did this, 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 this. You're going to go in there unprepared. And what will happen is, because I've been to it, what will happen is they'll go to you and they won't say, okay, what are your issues? They'll start with her list. And then start with that messing, messing with you. Okay, so when you did this one, what was you thinking? And then when you did this, what was you thinking? And then when you, and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't even put my case out there yet. I didn't even, you got me responding. How did I sit here and start responding? I didn't even say, say what my problems are. But now that you mention it, I've been at work all week. I ain't got no time to think about all my problems because I have to go to work. <laughs> and you sit there and be like, this bitch didn't build a case against me for three, three years. Three years, she didn't built the case. And she got tabbed. And he did this. And then this. And this. And this. And you're like, whoa, god damn. You've been holding that in, I see. And you realize you got ambushed. So now you'd have been ambushed. <laughs> and she probably selected the counselor. Yep, she hand-selected the counselor. And another unethical thing that they'll do is they'll meet with the wife before they meet with the couple. So she'll handpick the counselor and she'll meet with the wife and the counselor will meet or the girlfriend will meet with the counselor first. Dude, these women are really manipulative with this. Same thing with children's counseling. Your wife will isolate the father if they're divorced and then have all the meetings at the wife's house or they'll have all the meetings when it's convenient for the women to show up and the woman will show up with the kids on her custody days and then manipulate the shit. And then when you come in, by the time you come in, they didn't laid out their case. Now you come in responding. You don't come in and say, Hey, I got these issues. You see why men don't want to go through this shit. It's just another arm to disarm you. It's an ambush. It's all a parade in the show. So the woman says, hey, I tried to work it out. We went to counseling, but it was nothing but an ambush. <laughs> it was nothing but an ambush. And he's ironing this shit out. This is a professional. He's telling you that exact thing. All right, let's continue here. And when the therapist tries talking to me, like, I just say, I don't know a lot or I'm not sure. Like, I don't know how to, someone's asking me to play basketball, but I don't know how to dribble. And so what men actually feel like in couples counseling is that they don't know how to effectively communicate. So imagine a situation where you're like going into a court of law and there's a judge there and your wife makes her case, right? She says, hey, Alok is neglectful. He doesn't appreciate me. I do so much for him. And I know he works hard, but he's really short with me sometimes and it really hurts and I feel really underappreciated. 
And then as a man, how do I respond to this? I don't speak the language of emotions. Judge eunati. Tamne samjhan nat parthi. Aben daru bo piye chhe. Pachi mane laafo mare. Yeah. Daru bo piye chhe. Pachi e mane laafo mare to mare. Yep. That's how you sound in child support. That's how you sound in marriage counseling. That's how you sound in couples counseling. That's how you sound in kids counseling. Because you go in there and say, okay, we're going to bring some logic to this shit. And we're going to end it right now. Our solution is now. You want to end the bullshit so you can move on with your life. And then you go in there and you start talking. And all they hear is. <laughs> he ain't lying. Hey, yo, they don't hear shit you talking about, fam. And already they don't even trust you. They already don't trust you. So it's completely lopsided and biased. And so as a dude, you're like, you don't know how to communicate in the way that therapists like. So men literally feel outgunned to engage in things like couples therapy. And that's because we as men communicate our emotions in a different way. So my favorite example of how men communicate differently is the negative expression of a positive affection. So when we like someone and we're proud of one of our homies or our bros, we don't say that to them, right? In fact, what we do is we kind of dog them about it. If my friend has been single for a while after a bad breakup and starts dating someone else and I feel really proud and good about that, I don't say, hey, friend, I'm really proud of you. And I'm proud that you've been able to find someone who sees the lovable qualities within you that I see. <laughs> I'm proud that you found someone who treats you the way that I think you deserve to be treated. Never. Who loves you for who you are in the way that I love you for who you are. In the history of humanity, I do not think that sequence of words has ever been spoken by a single man. Never. That's not what we say. What do we say? We say, bruh, GG noob, you're whipped. I guess we'll never see you again. And we're smiling the whole time. We're not like... Why don't you text me anymore? I know you haven't been texting me. I feel hurt. Instead, what we do is we actually dog on this guy, right? We're like, we call him whipped and we call him a wuss and we call him like, we say all these negative things, right? Like, oh, where's the apron strings? We'll say all this like misogynistic crap. But the whole time we're like expressing appreciation and smiling at him. So men have this negative expression of a positive affection. When we feel- All right, so if you want to watch the rest of this shit, we ain't going to watch all of that. All right, but- Watch the rest of his video. He makes some good, valid points. And uh, this is why I wouldn't suggest it for men as a means. But if you feel you need it, go for it. Because what they're doing is it's outdated. It's like you trusting the child support court. Hey, coach, I want to get. And so I'm going to go to child support court. Okay, go get, go put yourself on and get reamed. Right? Go get in there and get bitch slapped. I don't know what to tell you. It's not prepared for the needs of men. And there needs to be more male therapists. I believe we have a brother here, um, and he's a YouTube content creator. His name slips my mind, but I actually crashed it to his show. Somebody tell me his name. I am, again, I'm not disrespecting him. I'm just bad with names. The kosher clinician, it just clicked in my head. The kosher clinician is a clinical psychologist, I believe, and he does content geared towards men. He's also a Gen Xer. So if you do want to, I suggest you might want to talk to him because at least he has the male perspective. All right. Name of the video is why therapy sucks for men. Right there. Why therapy sucks for men. This is a license, a doctor. It says, uh, let me see if I can get his. Dr. K is his name. 
Dr. K is his name. And the channel was Healthy Gamer GG. Okay. Healthy Gamer GG. He looked like he played video games. Uh, let me get to this, and we're going to get to the Defining Women. All right. This is going to be an interesting thing here. No, no. I'll move on when I want to move on. Ninja. <laughs> you already late. I'll move on when I want to move on. Let's get to the show. All right. No, you move on. <laughs> like, you move on. You can come back when I switch the subject. That's how this show works. Uh, anyway, leave. Go, go back to regular YouTube. Find out that there's nothing going on. You'll be back. <laughs> Where are we at here? All right. That's how this works. Where are we at here? Uh, Loud Pocket says, I need help, coach. I need help, help. He says, I'm a lesbian stuck in a man's body. Help, I need some help. All right, interesting. We do have some, we do have a lot of lesbians in our group here. What are we doing here? Uh, we got uh, John Doe. I got you. Justin O says, seeing a lot of boomers door dashing. Mr. Albert says, watching your show daily is best therapy I've ever gotten. Thank you, coach. Shout out to you. Uh, SOBC, they are gathering intel when they ask you to open up. Facts. Anytime a woman asks you information, she's gathering intel. She's a spy. She's an op. Hey, ladies, listen to me. She's an op. But the problem is you think, oh, I just want to learn about you. I just want to know. Why don't you open up? Just tell me. All right. As soon as you open up, Ninja, they be on the internet. They be on the internet. Googling every goddamn thing. <laughs> they be Googling you, sending the CIA, FBI, spying you. They be drawing parallels, coming up with their own story. You can't give them any info. You cannot give them a middle name. Never give them your middle name and never give them your birthday. When's your birthday? Oh, my birthday's in November. November what? November what? Why, why you want to know the date? I just want to know. I, you know, I figure November's coming up. I'll get you a gift. Ninja, no, dude. She getting that info. Ninja, now she got your birthday in case she knocked, you knock her up when you don't wear a rubber. So she at least got half the battle. Now she got your name. Now when she pull up, the reason why she's sitting in the car for three minutes is because she's Googling your address that when she done pulled up in the Uber, right? Now she got your address. She Googling that shit up. To see if you own or rent. She on Zillow. Now all she needs is the last three digits of your social security number, Ninja. She can fold your ass up like a love letter from the second grade. Where'd you grow up? Was your mother married? What's her maiden name? Ninja, she go. <laughs> Where did she grow up, Ninja? She could get your whole damn family. What day in November? How old are you? You didn't give her the whole damn key to your entire emails since you were on myspace she can unlock your myspace with all the damn information you didn't gave her mm. <laughs> she put your ass on child support real quick is this anecdotal no this is not anecdotal this is an absolute fact do you have a dog what was the name of your first dog what elementary school you went to? This is not anecdotal. This is absolute facts. This is why you always go Bruce Wayne. This is why I call myself the Bruce Wayne of this ish. Mystery. 
Shout out to the mystery method, but I don't even know nothing about it. Be mysterious, Ninja. Be mysterious. Yep, you, this is why I call myself the Bruce Wayne of this ish. Mystery. Mystery. I only tell you what I want you to know. That's, what I, that's how I operate. If I don't want you to know it, I won't say it. But ninjas get on the internet trying to prove shit, talking shit. I got five cars, three cars. I got a motorcycle. What year? <laughs> anyway. Where are we at? Watch out when you when you when a woman gets information from you, she's not curious. She's gathering information. That's that's a hundred percent fact. That's what they do. And they do this for a reason. So it's not a negative. They do this to protect themselves against you. They want to catch you in a lie. They want to, they're on a fact, a fault finding mission. Hmm. Didn't you say your birthday was in November? Didn't you say you had five kids? Didn't you say? And it will be three weeks later. You're like, you remembered that? Yep, I remembered it. But she has to do this to protect herself. Otherwise, if she doesn't know anything about you, she's vulnerable. She can't figure out where you're from. Connect the dots. She's vulnerable. So this is a protection model. It, it's how we protect ourselves is we learn how to fight. They protect themselves by gathering data. <laughs> so anyway. It's not a negative. It's just the fact that that's what they're doing against you. And I don't want you to hide information from her. But understand, she used the manipula manipulation as I care about you. I want to know about you. It's not that. She's using it to gather data. <laughs> Here we go. Because she will be on the internet searching your ass up. Ladies, where you at? Ladies, where you at? Shout out to... Uh, Embrace the truth, formerly Barry CEO. He says, I'm a therapist. If your mental professional is only suggesting medication and no type of behavior modification, you need to question that person as a therapist. Um, shortcomings were used against me in a previous relationship, and this is a therapist. And we have several guys that watch me that, does, that, that are therapists here. And they don't, I, I notice none of them get offended by what I'm suggesting it's normally women that want ninjas to be thrown into therapy so they can gain an advantage. It's never, I've never had one therapist say you crazy. They always be like, yeah, he, he's hitting on something here. And I've told you there's five things you can do that'll probably alter your behavior. And if enough, if a, if a professional does not suggest those five first, they are fraud. They're a quack. And I said that from my own opinion. They're a quack. If they don't tell you to exercise, go sit in the sun. If they don't tell you to alter your nutrition, if they don't tell you to get your monkey ass to sleep and wake up at wake up with the circadian rhythm, okay. If they didn't if they, if they didn't tell you to turn your screen off before bed, and they didn't alter your social media, ninja, they are quack. <laughs> they are quack. They are fraud at that particular point, right off the rip. If they suggest you buy 10 packages and run your insurance through them and they didn't tell you to go exercise, they are quack. Now, that's just my own personal opinion. They are government charlatans. <laughs> they are government charlatan. All right, that's what they are. And anybody who suggests that you go on some medication without doing those five things first, quack, quack. <laughs> Quackity, quack, quack. All right, it's crazy, but this is what people don't understand. 
Shout out to JC says, did you hear last night Biden, Biden's dog, Commander, uh, Commander Biden, bit Joe Biden another, wait a minute, sorry, <laughs> give myself that L. The, uh, the, the therapist guy just said facts, by the way, just to let you know. Doctors too. Doctors too. Shout out to JC. Did you hear last night Biden's dog, Commander Biden, just bit another social secret service agent, sending him to the med. This is his 11th time biting a human agent. Wow. I didn't know that. Joe Biden's got a mad dog out here. Let me see here. Where's Joe Biden? Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a fresh Force India, therapy who hurt you. Shout out to the coach gang. Face Facts says men don't need therapy. We need to stop being raised by women, and we need the government to stop stealing our children and money. Facts. Let's start there. If we can start there, everything will be fine. All right? Because most men's plights is probably extension to women. It's not women's fault. But most of what we deal with on a daily basis it's like bullshit that our baby mama putting us through or a girlfriend or something like that. Like, like that's our biggest battle every day. Like you will have a bigger battle. You'll have a battle that should trump that battle. But in the middle of that, your girlfriend tripping, bugging out. Your girlfriend playing uh, coochie games. Your baby mama uh, trying to finesse you. Right? I, it, <laughs> and these problems could be easily solved. But they don't want to solve that problem. So what they'll do is they'll drag it out, distract you with this problem. That's, that's one of the problems. The problem's easy to solve, but they'll drag it out for years. And it'll be constant. And you're like, God dang, why, why am I dealing with this little bullshit? <laughs> Shout out to John Doe. The colorism argument is flawed at best. It doesn't apply to anyone except dark-skinned women. Dark-skinned men as well as light-skinned men and women can't use that excuse, facts. All right, only dark-skinned women can talk about colorism. Uh, when light-skinned women talk about it, it's kind of like a skinny person talking about being fat. All right, they're perceived as the one who is the beneficiary of the colorism, so they can't complain about it. Um, even light-skinned men have this plight. Light-skinned men, it will be used against them by you know, as a means to belittle the guy or make him less race. And guys, I've done it too. I, I often said that most of the civil rights leaders have been light-skinned men. <laughs> or a half-breed. Or at least a portion white. Almost all civil rights leaders have been damn uh, a mulatto. Somewhere. Almost all of them. Malcolm X, Farrakhan. Uh, Talcum X, the dude, Sean, whatever his name is with the, with the BLM, um, uh, Booker T. Washington, uh, um, um, uh, what, W.E.B. Du Bois, all of them been light-skinned. All the loudest, all the loudest, <laughs> let me stop. All the loudest black people have been light-skinned. <laughs> all right, Malcolm X, it, it, it is what it is. There's something to say about it. Rosa Parks, all of them been light-skinned, light eyes, Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah. mm. Yep, they all been half-breeds or at least somewhat a bit like their grandmother or grandmother or grandfather was a half-breed. But there's only a few of them that been like a dark-skinned darkie. <laughs> right, Ben Chavis? They all been, they all been some, 
Step Stokely Carmichael. Uh, what's the dude name? Black Panther dude. Black Panther dude. I can't think of his name. Newton. Huey P. Newton. Frederick Douglass was a half-breed. Colin Kaepernick. Look, look it up. Look it up. It's an interesting thing. Barack Obama. Look it up. It's a, it's an interesting. It's, yeah, Sean King is the guy's name. Habri. It, it's the most of the loudest ones. Was Harry Belafonte? <laughs> Andrew Tate. <laughs> hey, don't be mad. I'm just pointing it out. Don't be mad. I'm just pointing it out. It, it's it's something that you might want to look into. Cause they be super duper mad. Rachel Dole's all. <laughs> Rachel Dolezal, name me now. Name the dark ones, y'all. Y'all can name. Them. Name the dark skins. Who? Uh, yeah, Jesse Smollett. Name the dark skin civil rights leaders, like dark, not not no, not brown like me, like black. The only one I can think of is Khalid Muhammad, Marcus Garvey. Them the only ones I can think. Um, um, uh, Martin Luther King was dark. All right. But he was more like a, he was like a crispy brown. He's like a crispy brown. But yeah, man, it is what it is. <laughs> but most of the, most of them been light-skinned. So anyway, let me stop. Let me stop. Where Dr. Umar? Yeah, shout out to Dr. Umar. I'll give him some. I'll give him, I'll give him some dap. I'll give him some dap. <laughs> All right, what we got here? All right, shout out to Fat Elvis, too. Thank you, sir. Brown through what else says the JUCO is the only therapy I need. Oh, it does solve some problems. It solves some problems. All right. Uh, Joshua Moon says XXs are spies 100% confirmed. And yeah, they, um, they will turn states' evidence on you, too. New, 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 new world order. They will turn states' evidence on you. So whatever you tell a woman, um, yeah, she will, she will rat your ass out in court. She'll show up with the little recording. I watch Dateline. I rarely see men turning states' evidence like that. Shout out to Kevin Sullivan, sitting tuition coach. Train Yang, Gang Yang is in the building. We here. Train Yang. No government name. My wife gave me an ultimatum to go to therapy or we're divorced. I told her. Nope. And he says, and the, that's the only therapy I need is monkey double backflips. I called her bluff, and she's been backflipping ever since. I would suggest that, too. No government name. SD says, Coach, I see that you don't agree with therapy, but if we don't go to therapy, how do we find out what triggers us? <laughs> LOL. Thanks, Coach. I have no idea. <laughs> Most of the time, we know. All right. Jabari says, Coach, what's the solution? And I can't find your Instagram in the description. Just kidding. I'm trolling. <laughs> all right. Yes, indeed. All right. Yeah. All the info is laid out and still can't find the solution and or. All right, and or stuff in the description box. Shout out to GS Inc. All right, shout out to everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, let's get to the show here. Main event time. What are we doing here? Yes, man, hit the like button, main event. All right, we're going to give a little bit of confusion here. Okay, defining women, rating women. Recently, rating women has been the new tool to kind of disarm men in their selection of a suitable mate. So men inherently, and society inherently has a system. This system is called 1 through 10. This system has been used for a long time, but for some reason it is now considered misogynist to be able to rate women. So we have that rating system. We also have rating systems as to describe their behavior. 
But some of these descriptions of their behavior does not really, they've been used indiscriminately. They've been used wrong. And thus we attribute an action, a source, a behavior to a woman, and it's actually not the proper label. But we're going to define why, we're going to say why women, uh, men need this rating system and why men need to understand why words have been used to describe women's behavior. Why, why has this been the case? Now, before we do this, I have to show you that it is not just men that use this rating system and it is not just men who use these words. In fact, what you'll be surprised at is this. Let me put my source up there. Matt Walsh, take notes. This is called evidence research. At least it could be biased, but at least give me something. Studies show that women slut shame each other on Twitter as much as men do, okay? This is first things first. When we talk about these labels, because I'm going to define the label, and then I'm actually going to say, are we using it appropriately? Many cases, we're not. We're just calling something something just to either make ourselves feel good or you, what you learn. But when it comes to uh, women and labels, often we've heard that men are the ones who use it, but it is, in fact, women who self-police prior to men, okay? This is a fact. Women have used these labels probably more than men to police other women, okay? And the reason why they do this is because it helps them in their competition to find a suitable mate. Let me give you an example. If a woman, this is back in the day now because I'm an old man. This doesn't really happen too much now because they would be self-policing to the opposite because we're in bizarro world. But back in the day when you had to wait for some punani, you wasn't just getting punani thrown around like it was today. And one of the, the fact that women are encouraging other women to do this is sabotage. Women will sabotage other women, right? We know this. They'll tell her, you look good in that dress, and she'll go out there and look stupid. Oh, girl, damn. Back in the day, a group of women who liked one guy would say, I'm going to get that guy, and I'm going to get him long term. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm not going to give him any sex. I'm going to make him work for it. I'm going to make him fall in love with me. Then another woman comes in, and she grabs her ankle. She grabs her ankle. He claps her out. And he sticks around because he has easy access to that woman. So he might not like her. He might like the other girl even more. But what's distracting the guy is that this woman undercut the other women. Who remembers that? And the guy might call her a slut. But what I know is going to happen is that the women are going to call her a slut real fast. Mm. And they're going to spread that shit across the campus faster than that guy can get to the locker room and say he clapped her cheeks. That girl will be labeled by the women and the girls faster than the men. The reason why is that the competition became stiff, pause, because that woman undercut her. That woman made it easier. And now that woman made it easier by commanding attention. We see this today when women do um, social media. Right. So women will get up there and they'll hike their shorts up their ass and they'll pull this up and they'll go up there. They'll jiggle around for six seconds and everybody will be hooked. 
everybody will be suggested this, it will go viral. Some women will feel a certain way about that. Why? Because they are considered another label. They're trying to get through life and get men's attention the right way in their mind. But then these sluts and whores and OnlyFans girls are undercutting them. So it will be the women who self-police and label them hoes, sluts, 304s, harlots, not the men. The men will not label them. We'll just give them attention or we'll look or we'll come back, subscribe, like. Now, we might in the back of our minds say these are 304s. But what's really happening is when this is just you want to, you want the truth. Women police women, not men. The reason why our relationships are going left is because women aren't policing women. They're actually sabotaging each other. Oh, girl, cut your hair off. Oh, girl, dye your hair pink and purple. Oh, girl, don't lose no weight. Oh, girl, be a slut. Be a 304. Go through your whole phase. All right, be toxic in your 20s. Oh, girl, don't give up your career. All right, make your own money. Oh, girl, you don't need no man. This is called self-sabotage. And women sabotage each other all the time. In fact, what they're hoping is we change our opinion. We're policing ourselves and we're policing the relationships. Then when we say, well, I want a woman, that's everything you just told other women to do. We're the bad guys. See this? Yep, it's dirty macking. And so they dirty macking each other. So they out of shape. And so they tell everybody else, girl, don't worry about all that. Eat your heart out. So instead of correcting each other, they're now sabotaging each other. And then they blame us for this. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Yep, slay queen. Don't listen to them. These men hurt. Incel energy. And we're the choosers. We're the buyers. And now they made it so that almost all women are sabotaged now. And so we don't have a choice. Well, coach, what am I supposed to do? All right, I got all, only single mothers to pick from in Gary, Indiana. What do you want me to do, man? They all sabotage each other. <laughs> I can't tell you. So then ninjas is going passport and doing all these other things. Now ninjas come in and dirty Mac. But the point I want to make is before we get into this and everybody getting their feelings that are against me, it is that women do as much of this to each other as men do. Please understand this going in. In fact, I think I have another article talking about it right here. Why do women slut shame each other? There it is right there. And it says, women slut shame women. What compels it? How much does it contribute to the patriarchal setup? Can we ever break it down? There we go right there. We want to break it down. You're, you're helping the patriarchy by policing women. <laughs> you know, you can't make this shit up, as Kevin Samuels would say. It says, what prompts women to slut shame other women? It's an old barb about a woman being another woman's worst enemy is it true after all? It's not the worst enemy. It's actually trying to stabilize the society and make it fair. Uh, by, by being a 304, it actually undercuts all the women. That, that's what's happening. The, the women who say they're good women, and we're going to qualify that, the women that say they're good women are undercut immediately. They're undercut on Instagram. They're undercut when they walk down the street in yoga pants and she's dressing modestly. She's undercut if she's a Christian, a Muslim, or she's undercut immediately. And her population of a selective mate, available mates shrinks. All right, and so they're trying to make it a patriarchy issue, but what it is is I see it more as a self-sabotage. Let's, let's get into this right here and give you some labels that you guys have used 
um, that, that you guys have used and you actually been wrong about. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about hoe. How to be a hoe. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about what a hoe is. Because we actually hear this term a lot. Hey, where's my, where's my label here? I'm just going to use up to here. Mm. Oh, by the way, there are plenty of um, episodes of women ranking each other in level uh, of attractiveness. So women do rank each other. And they also rank men. They don't have a problem with ranking men. How high, how tall, how, how much you make, your career. They rank men all the time. And they say, well, we need to know this. Well, we rank women as well. And matter of fact, they also say when men rank women, women have a consensus that is often different. There you go right there. I did my research. Hey, um, Matt Walsh, take notes. This is how you do a live stream. You actually do some research before you open your mouth, at least a little bit of research. Rating, rating attractiveness, consensus among men. So men are pretty much consensus. Uh, we have a reach, a reach a standard of one through 10. We basically know, you know, give or take what a woman that is rated a one is and what is a 10. And it says, but women don't agree. So then they'll go and do stuff like this where they'll jump. They'll jump and rate women based on what women see from each other. Or there could be a hint of self-sabotage. Or there could be a sense of, I don't want to hurt her feelings. Or there could be a sense of, we don't care what the men want. Let's do what we want. And let's rank them like that. All right, so let's get it. That's why they don't like the rating system. And most tippy-toe men don't like it either. All right, but let's get into here. Let me see here. I got it right here. Now, I said this the other day, and people didn't realize this, or you didn't agree. If you call a woman a hoe, what are you calling it? That's a derogatory term, obviously. It is an informal term, and it is a slang term. It's slang. A lot of people have used this pejorative or derogatory remark towards a woman who gives herself up freely for sex, but I disagree. I think a hoe, which is short for whore, which has been around for a long time, W-H-O-R-E, hoe is a slang word for a prostitute. Now, that means you're defining a working girl, which a prostitute is defined as a person, and particularly a woman who engages in sexual activity for payment. Now, I've been one to say we've been using it all wrong. What we've been describing as a hoe is not actually a hoe. I'm going to show you what you mean her to be. We're going to tell you what you mean to say, because a lot of women ain't hoes. They're not even smart enough to be hoes, right? What you're describing is, is in fact, a slut, right? So here's the definition. You're describing her behavior as this. It says right here, uh, let's see, uh-oh. Let me see here. Where is it at? Doop, doop, doop. I thought I had it up. And there's another word that you're also describing her as as well. A woman who has many casual sexual partners. That's what, that's what you're describing her as. But you'll say she's a hoe. No, 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 no. A hoe might have a pimp. A hoe might be on the track. A hoe might be have a clientele. A hoe might be, get paid. But you're not describing that. And sometimes we use these words interchangeably. We might have heard it in rap or a movie, a black exploitation movie. 
but 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 you're not describing it accurately. A hoe, whore, or any of these harlot will be a prostitute. It will be a woman who makes money from her activity. A woman who does this casually, this is what she is. And or a skeezer. Let me show you this definition right here. And we'll talk about the good women too. Where is skeezer? I had it up. Oh, I know what happened. I used another tab. So skeezer. You're talking about skeezers, all right? And skeezers was around before. It's more, I think, a military term. And then it was a slang, street slang term. A woman with low morals and poor hygiene. Then this is a low-class pro, one who is diseased, ugly, prematurely aged, or worn out from hard, let me see here. <laughs> let me see here. Worn, are, worn out from hard work or a rough trade. An immoral woman with no pride, one who engages in humiliating and degrading sexual acts for little or no gratitude or reward. That means she's not getting paid from it. That would define a SLUT or a skeezer. When you call a woman a hoe, you're def- you're saying that you're saying that she's getting paid for this act. You probably don't mean to say that. Uh, a 304, a hoe, a 304, a whore, or a harlot, a prostitute, they're getting paid from it. But most of the time, Sexy Red, most of these female rappers, they're skeezers. It says right here, a woman with low morals and poor hygiene. Derived from skeezy, a variation of the word skeevy, meaning filthy or stained with fecal matter, urine, or semen. It says right here. And this is Urban Dictionary. Ugly, premature age, worn out from hard work. And they don't even have to actually introduce sex into the conversation. She just older, worn out, premature age, worn out, uh, weather beaten. She worked outside all her life. That could be a skeezer. What about this? A moral woman. We're going to talk about that with no pride. A lot of these female rappers who engages in humiliating and degrading acts, Lizzo, for little or no gratitude or reward other than attention. Skeezer. All right. So, guys, I I think we got to really clear up what we're talking about here. We're going to talk about other terms that has described this behavior. Okay. Here's another one. Urban Diction. I'm sorry. Wikipedia. Wiktionary. Loose. This doesn't describe how her anatomy operates, a loose woman, a sexually promiscuous woman. Then it also says it could be a pro. Loose. Women, thou art loose, I believe, was something that uh, your boy came up with. Another way to describe this behavior, fast. Okay? A fast tail woman. A woman who grew up fast. In fact, Prince has a song called Little Red Corvette in which he essentially saying, baby, you much too fast. You're a fast woman. And he's talking about he has a pocket full of horses, Trojans and something them doom. Talking about she was in a hurry. Baby, you was moving with much class, (laughs) right? But it was Saturday night. I guess that makes it all right. You said, baby, I ain't got enough gas. Oh, yeah. Little red Corvette fast. 
baby, you're much too fat. A woman who is strong, fearless, and goes for her goals. Mm. No, indeed. Let's go here. It says right here. Easy. The phrase is generally used synonymously with an easy woman. She's an easy lover. An easy woman. So let's just talk about this. A woman that's a, a woman that you are now out here classifying as a hoe. Are, they're not hoes. Now, in today's marketplace, they are. What you mean to say is they're fast, they're easy, they're loose, skeezer potentially. That they're possibly a S-L-U-T. That's what you're describing. And we must get it straight. But of course, now they've kind of banned a lot of these words, right? It says right here, fast implies that they are quick to get in bed. Quick to get in bed, fast. All right, so when we label people, I think we've been using the labels wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we use them, and we use them as to attack. I don't use these things to attack. I use them to describe. Now, if my description is inaccurate, which most of the time it is not, then I will apologize and reframe the argument or at least correct my verbiage so as I can accurately describe you. And I'm, what I'm describing is the behavior. Let's give you some other ones here. Gold digger. Gold digger is another one that is not used accurately, in my opinion. Gold digger. A person who forms a relationship with another purely to extract money for them. Now, that could be very close to a prostitute. However, it is insinuated that the HOW, HOW 304 is not forming a relationship. They're just using you for to make a quick buck. But we will call hoes gold diggers and vice versa. We will call gold diggers hoes. Now, is it closely? Or, or is what they're doing close? It, it is because they're, they're only going to be there for the money. But, guys, this could be any woman. Like, this could literally be any woman at any point of her life. Sometimes she could be in a bind. Sometimes she could say this. She could say, I want somebody on my level or above. What is that? What is that? That could be loosely interpreted as being the gold digger. Because she's only she's using the money and to be able to extract and use it and go so forth and so on. But we'll we'll talk about that later. But this is a phrase that we've attributed to hoes or strippers or any of these things, sugar babies. These aren't technically the 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 same thing. All right. There's a lot of looseness around this one, but I think we use this in the wrong way. And in fact, gold diggers are and hoes are some of the most honest women out here. Which is odd because it's used as a derogatory, but these are probably the most truthful upfront women you're gonna ever meet. Now, they could be skeezers too. All right, see, the thing is, they could be unclean. And a lot of us try to avoid them, but sometimes they're the most direct type. They're, they're telling you what it is up front, and you can appreciate that. <laughs> All right, here we go, right here. What about this one? We'll go to this one, a pro. Now, this will say right here, 
A person, in particular a woman who engages in sexual activity for payment, offers um, someone for sexual activity in exchange for payment. Okay. Now, this one here is loose, but it's pretty, pretty straightforward. This would be a solicit. Solicit, or you exchange payment for an activity, usually sexual. Everybody pretty knows that. But is that, is that, can you distinguish that from this? Where's the definition here? Okay. Can you distinguish a prostitute from a fashion model? <laughs> right? I don't think I have it here. I don't know what happened to my tabs here. Can you distinguish a fashion model or even a model agency from a pimp or a fashion model from a prostitute? Most of the time, they're almost doing synon- They're almost doing the exact same thing. Now, you won't see it, but a model is doing what? Let's go back. <laughs> a model is doing what? A person, in particular a woman, who engages in sexual activity for payment or sell sex, right? This is, this is when you go on Instagram, and she says, I'm an Instagram model. And synonymously, she will just be a prostitute. You can't distinguish the two. Now, if you're dumb... You'll act like, oh, no, she's a model. Even the fashion models have known to do what? Prostitute on the side. Also, sex trafficking victims tend to be lured in with modeling. It's almost synonymous. And then what she's doing is selling herself in exchange for money. She's selling sexuality in exchange for money. It's almost synonymous. There's like little gray lines in between. (laughs) Where... You can't distinguish it. Or a woman will have on um, be on YouTube and her thumbnails will be full of her doing what? Modeling in skimpy clothes. With, there'll be a lot of clicks on the video. There'll be a lot of clicks. But that's a very, very nuanced conversation. It's almost hard to distinguish between that. In fact, a model agency who has a model line will pimp the clients out to sell her body or clothe her body like a pimp would pimp her pimp his stable out to John's. It's almost similar. There's very little to distinguish the difference. Very little to distinguish the difference. It's also very little to distinguish what's a stripper and a go-go dancer. There's a there's there's a difference. And if you ask a woman who does either one, they'll be able to tell you the difference. But it's a fine line. It is a fine ass line. In fact, we know model agencies to actually be escort agencies. So, like, if they were undercover. They were actually said they were a model agency. They had a model agency website. We talked about this, but it was actually an escort agency. So, what? You got to label what, what, what is. All right, now, let's get to this one right here. We're going to talk about the good women because we don't want to just talk about the negative things that we label people. We want to talk about the positives. Let's talk about a baddie real quick. A baddie. This is why I'm anti-baddie. I'm going to give you the definition of a baddie. (laughs) All right, Instagram baddie. Right here. We're going to use a couple of definitions here. A baddie. A baddie will be something that is, it's telling you, I think what they're telling you is it's a shallow woman. It says a, a baddie is slang for an independent woman who takes care of herself and is confident. Mm. A, a baddie is a woman who always looks flawless. 
She's always wearing the latest trends. Baddies also do their own makeup. Okay. Here's another one. A baddie is uh, a girl on Instagram with the clout who never leaves home without her hair clip. We also have here, Insta baddie is an aesthetic primarily associated with Instagram beauty gurus on YouTube that is centered around being conveniently attractive by today's beauty standards, but isn't target, wait, but instead targets Instagram more than YouTube and has even more sexier appeal. All right, this could be a model. This is where they get the model from. A baddie is a girl who is always on fleek, famous for being beautiful, spreading trends, having on-point eyebrows, and unspoken confidence. Now, this is shallow as hell. This is super shallow. This doesn't indicate wife material. It doesn't indicate good parenting. It doesn't indicate all the things that you think you would need. It also implies there's some prostitution going on based on what she's doing. So when people say, hey, I want a baddie. All right, I like baddies. Baddies are bad. I think somebody even said Saweetie. We were talking about Saweetie the other day. And I said, Saweetie, super shallow. She on the shallow end of the pool. All right, she's just the outside shell. That's what she represents. She could be a good person as far as I know, but she's just a shell. And so a baddie is just a shell, all right? It doesn't take into consideration what's on the inside. And when, when you find out what's on the inside, you're gonna be, you're going to be floored at how shallow this person is because I've been around fitness models. I've been around people who do this. I've been around older women who do this and younger women who do this baddie stuff. They're super duper shallow. There's not much there and they're very, they have low self-esteem. Typically, they, the esteem that they show on the Instagram is not what their esteem is in real life. They're super insecure. They tend to de depend on makeup, trickery, deception, and plastic surgery. They also tend to target what you would consider high-value men. They're just, Ital uh, uh, um, they're just trying to attract dumb ninjas. Brittany Renner spelled this out. They're trying to t uh, target dumb ninjas with money. <laughs> right? And so I've been one to say, try not to get addicted to baddies. Because it is going to be, you're going to disappoint yourself in life. Because not a lot of women will be baddie and not be shallow. Not a lot of women will be baddies and not been ran through by pro athletes or singers and rappers. Not a like, they're super shallow. It's just an act. They're, they're acting. So, try, yeah, low conversation skills, self-centeredness. You don't want this. You think you do, but you don't. And, in fact, you can rent baddies out. I would probably suggest you do that because that's what they do. That's why a baddie is almost synonymous with a prostitute. All right, so they're very closely doing that. Now, they will sleep with other guys for free, but they're booking information to you, goofy ninjas who follow her. You're going to have to pay a fee. And we overlook it. We overlook it. We basically say, well, they're not, they're not a prostitute, and they literally are right in front of our face. And they'll define it. Well, no, she has her, she sells Spanx and, and Slim Tea and waist trainers, and she, has, uh, she sells fitness uh, programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninja, keep acting like you want. You can keep being stuck on stupid if you want. All right, let's go on to the um, let's go on to the uh, other ones here, and let's talk about some good characteristics. The good women, the good women, the women who label themselves as good, are they in fact good? All right, so let's talk about two phrases that have been used 
into the, you know, since we've been, been here on earth, the good woman. Matter of fact, I'll name two good things about good women right now. The first thing I'll name about good women that I like, that I like is this. Number one and number two. And that's number two. All right. Now, because we're in this self-sabotaging of uh, women self-sabotaging themselves, some women will come out and say, I'm a good woman. Okay, what does that mean? I'm one of the good ones. What does that mean? Can a good woman be a gold digger? Yep. Now, that quality, being a gold digger, is, is, is not what men will say is a good woman. But if she says... I want a man on my level. I deserve a man on my level or above. That's gold digger. We qualified that. And it's okay if it's gold digger because I can make an agreement with you and we can get the prenup signed. We can all play the act. I'll give you your roles. I'll play my role. We're good. But a lot of guys will not think being a gold digger or I want a man on my level or above, I won't date down. They won't think that's a good quality. So I've done this. I've had women. Come to me and says, coach, I'm one of the good women. Help me find a mate. Okay. My question is, how old are you? I'm going to do that. I'm not going to ask you your dress size. And I'm not going to ask you if you have kids, but single mothers will say they're one of the good ones. Ask a man if that quality is what they look for in good women. They're going to say no, and the woman's going to be offended. But I'll also ask them, in a mate, what are you looking for? And this good woman, this so-called good woman, will say, he's got to be a certain height. He got to be, and I won't settle for less. He got to make a certain amount of money. And I go, you literally came on here and said you were one of the good women and proceeded to disqualify me and the rest of my audience with standards that a lot of men won't say that is a standard of a good woman. Now, listen. You can have your preferences, but a lot of guys who are now qualifying what a good woman is, they're not going to say that's a good woman, <laughs> right? <laughs> now, here's the thing. It says right here, what is a good woman? A person who identifies as female, oh my goodness, and possesses an exceptional moral character. All right. We just disqualified a lot of women, unfortunately. We just disqualified you on the definition of good woman, but but we'll continue. Sound judgment. You see this right here. I'm just letting y'all know. This is the definition. I'm a good woman. They have exceptional moral character. I mean, that means not now. You don't have... You can't say, I now have exceptional good character. I cleaned up my act. We mean from the beginning, you've had exceptional good character and your resume is clean. Your criminal record clean. You got no DUIs. You got no. (laughs) Exceptional moral character, sound judgment. That, That disqualifies single mothers, right? That's in general and pleasant personality and utilizes their time and talent. Oh, my God. Mm. 
Let me go back because I missed the whole definition here. That's why she's on the. That's why she's on the page. What the hell happened? All right, they got me. It says right here, a person who identifies as a female and possesses exceptional moral character, sound judgment, and a pleasant personality. That eliminates a lot of people right there and utilizes their time, talent, energy, resources, and influence to bring out the best in themselves, others, their community, and the world. Man. All right. Okay, so no baddies, no resting bitch faces. No skeezers, no 304s, no hoes, no whores, no sluts. Plus, you got to have a clean resume. Probably prefer fit, family, friendly, whatever, all that shit. No tattoos. Yep. I, I mean, there's going to be the whole bunch that the qualify for that. That's a whole bunch. Now, do you have to be in shape? Yes, that's going to be a what? Because people are going to be like, she'll say all of that, but she'll be overweight. Well, I'm trying to drop a few pounds. Well, it says sound judgment is a qualifier. Sound judgment. Like, you don't get overweight and have sound judgment. Like, you have to make good decisions. You're you're sound, right? You utilize your time, talent, energy, and resources to do what? Bring out the good in themselves, the best in themselves. That's what it says right there. Bring out the best in themselves. Well, typically, if you're overweight, you're not the best in yourself. You're not using your time, talent. Come on. And people see this up front and men inherently try to avoid people in the qualification game. Now, in the sex game, that's a different story. But yeah, if you're running around here and you're tired of men talking to you and you got resting bitch face and you're walking around with headphones on and a guy says something to you and the first thing you do is, you're, you're not a good woman. You're not a good woman. Now, does it suck to be you? That everywhere you go and every time you smile at a guy, they want to talk to you, sucks to be you. Sorry. I have the same problem with skeezers, always trying to get in my pockets. All right, I got the same problem. Sucks to be me, sucks to be you. But, you know, acting out on every guy as if he's a predator and a bad guy and putting your, let me just say this, sound judgment, putting yourselves in situations for this to be the dominant thing, waiting for it to be approached, going to nightclubs, that's not sound judgment. Wearing scantily clad um, outfits out in areas where men going to um, approach you and then you're going to shoot them down and resting bitch face them and give them the, uh, that's not sound judgment. You're not a good woman. Right? You can't, you can't say you are. I just read the, the definition. Mean mugging ninjas, calling ninjas broke. I do that, and I'm not a good person, all right? Here we go right here. I'm not a good person. I already told you that. All right, but uh, here we go. Virtuous, last one. What is it? This is what it does and does not mean to be a virtuous woman. Now, this is coming from the Bible. In fact, Proverbs describes the virtuous woman. It is slightly different than the good woman. All right, it's slightly different. There's some... Characteristics that are similar, then some characteristics that are dissimilar. In fact, in today's world, if you try to get a woman to be Proverbs 31 woman, they're going to find a way to wiggle out 
of being this virtuous woman. In fact, they will still be, they will be everything but a virtuous woman. And then they will say, this is why I'm not going to be able to be a virtuous woman. Example. Example. I saw a video of a woman reading what it meant to be a Proverbs 31 virtuous woman. She's reading it. This is a married woman. And then she's, she's looking at everything that disqualifies her. And she's like, damn, damn, damn. And so she's reading it and it's disqualifying her as a virtuous woman. In the comment section, of course, are the sabotagers. Girl, don't worry about being a virtuous woman. In Proverbs 31, it also says that the woman had help. She had a help, a woman that helped her. And that means childcare or was a nanny or a baby ninja. So instead of her going, I now read this. I want to be this for my husband. The sabotaging comments were full of women saying, don't worry about it, girl. Do you do your best you and, and your husband will accept you if he loves you or not. And of course, it's impossible to be a virtuous woman because she had help. So they... Instead of losing weight, you find a reason why to stay fat. This is, what, this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. And you're going, this is sabotage. <laughs> right? You just, hey, just keep being you and keep being the worst you as possible. Don't try. No use in trying because you can't live up to it. But let's go up to the virtuous woman. Okay? To start, these are the characteristics. To start, a virtuous woman is one that her husband can trust. Mm. all right we're already out <laughs> her husband can trust if you go to girls nights out you're not a virtuous woman just Dis disqualify yourself you go on a girl's trip with three skeezers you're you're untrustworthy you want to go to girls nights out and bar hop you want to keep your male friends whatever these copes are that you got these women sabotaging you can be married and happy what I call the self-sabotaging of other women, getting other women to believe to be less than, and still thinking men going to double down on you. And then you're finding that men don't double down on this stupid shit, so you'll say, I'll be wrong all by, I'll be bad all by myself. That's anti-virtuous on its face. Okay? So you already have that. Then you already have women that are insecure. I was going to play this meme that... The guy interviewer asked the guy, hey, do you like other women's Instagram bikini photos? He said, yes. He says, how does your girlfriend feel about that? She doesn't like it. They ask her, do you like when he likes other girls' bikini photos? She says, no, I hate it. It drives me crazy. It's cheating. Then they asked the same girl, does she post bikini pictures on Instagram? She said, yes. And then she says, do men like your Instagram pictures? Yep. And she said, but that's different. Again, that's not a virtuous woman. Oh, that's different though. You just described. <laughs> or a wife that has an OnlyFans. You see what I mean? We've jumped that shark. It's okay. She, at least she getting the bag, coach. At least I got a girl getting her own bag. Okay, you don't have a virtuous woman though. She's not trustworthy. You think you can trust her, but ninja only time will tell. But let me read it again. A virtuous woman is a, uh, one that her husband can trust. And he will have no lack of gain because she is helping him prosper and not to falter. 
Oh, my gosh. A virtuous woman says, it says, the husband will have no lack of gain, 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 because she is helping him to prosper and not to falter. Man, what? Tell me what women are doing this today. Just on face value, ex-wives, baby mamas, and girlfriends, self-sabotaging, dream-killing. There ain't no way we got people pulling this off. (laughs) (laughs) No lack of gain. All right, Proverbs 12 and 4 shares that a woman who shames her husband is like rottenness in his bones and a quarrelsome wife is one that feels like a continual dripping of complaints and selfishness in her household. I'm a good woman. You have married women that don't have no problems complaining all day, every day to their husband as to who this ninja is. Complain. So any divorced woman, any baby mama, any woman that's married that is constantly bickering and shaming and using counseling, marriage counseling, therapists against their husband is like rottenness in his bones. And a quarrelsome wife is one that feels like a continual dripping of complaints and selfishness in her household. Let's continue. A virtuous woman also takes care of her home. But I hear I'm a good woman. Brothers, like, yeah, even Giselle Bunchen says when she was married to Tom Brady, while he was winning six and seven and eight Super Bowls or whatever, she said during that time, what? I was just surviving. Michelle Obama to Barack during his first presidential term, she comes out and says she was mad that he wasn't helping out with the kids as much as she was. But I'm one of the good ones, coach. Help me find a man. Okay, it's spelled out right here. See, we have these defining women, but we've gone all wrong because then they want to negotiate what they're bringing to me. Well, I'll submit to the right guy, but then still negotiate the submission. We'll talk about what the men need to do. But a virtuous woman also takes care of her house, makes it a comfortable, makes it a comfort to not only her family, but also those of friends and community. She isn't afraid of getting her hands dirty to care for the needs of her home, showing that she appreciates God's blessings of a home through her respect and consistent care of it. Yeah, if you got a dirty house, I don't care if you live with a man or not, you got a dirty house, dirty car, you're not a good woman or a virtuous woman. It says right here, a, a woman of wisdom and virtue builds her house up from these efforts instead instead of tearing it down with foolish choices. I mean, this goes for any, this, I mean, come on, man. Builds her house up with these efforts instead of tearing it down with foolish choices. I feel, I feel, whether it is rising before others in the morning to prepare for the day, 
Let's stop right there. This is one thing that I required. And I still require if I were to ever get married again, which I wouldn't do no stupid shit like that. I required this in my house. I didn't know that this was biblical. But I knew this to be probably the wise thing to do for not only me, but my spouse. Not saying she's a bad person, but people who do not wake up early to prepare for their day often are the most depressed. They're the most anxious, stressed. Their kids are the most chaotic. They're the most perturbed by their children. They're the ones saying the men doesn't help with the chores. Those are the households where the woman stays in, sleeps in the 10, noon, got the kids hitting frying pans over them, jumping in the bed, waking up mommy. And I knew this. I said, why don't you wake up before the kids wake up and prepare for them instead of waking up moody and then cantankerous and then yelling at me, yelling at the kids. The Bible says the virtuous woman whether it is rising before others in the morning to prepare for the day or ensuring that her kitchen is well-stocked, she makes sure the comfort of home is felt by all who enters it. Proverbs 31, 14, and 14 to 15. Virtuous woman care. I'm, I'm going to stop right here. Okay. If it's not this, it's is this or nothing. It's this or nothing. I'm not going to read everything. Thank you for suggesting. I, I'm, the show is about to be done. Plus, Rosalinda is coming over to clean my house. Yeah, they outside now. Hold on. No, they not. Okay. You see what I mean? This is what we're talking about. And then when people, then, again, you don't even have to be that attractive. But then when you're attractive and overweight, attractive and single mom, you're bringing in things that don't, you think you're a good person. That doesn't make you a good woman to a mate. It doesn't. At all. Does not. You could be a good person. But you have things that disqualify you from even the good woman and the virtuous woman. So we're labeling people as good women and good women to possible mates, and you're not. You're, you're simply not. I, I'm just sorry. I'm t- I'm, I just have to be the bearer of bad news. And the longer we go with our current generation of people, the more likely you're not going to be able to find one. Not one. (laughs) Okay. I can find a woman any day of the week and she could be a good person. Is she a good woman? Is she a virtuous woman? The answer is no. Indeed, I can still sleep with that woman. And she can find many men to sleep with her. And she can wonder why it's not connecting. And it's within herself instead of blaming everybody else. Let's become virtuous. And if it's too late for you, let's raise your daughters up to be virtuous. But what I'm finding is they're not even raising their daughters to be a virtuous or good. They're letting their daughters be everything she is for self-sabotaging reasons. Because she didn't win. Says, guess what? Her daughter ain't going to win either. So she's going to sabotage the daughter as early as possible. So that then she doesn't qualify for even the good or the virtuous woman. Now, we'll talk about the men later tonight. We'll talk about the men later tonight, for real. Let me get to these super chats. 
But we see much of this failing is not our fault at all. But we'll continue to deal with the gold diggers, the skeezers, the hoes, the sluts. And we'll continue to deal with you because that's much of only what you're offering right now. But read further if you want. Anyway. Chadwick, what did you say? Proverbs 31 starts by proclaiming this woman doesn't exist. Think about it. She is more rare than the rarest jewel. He says, what does that imply? Virtuous woman is one in a million. 3,000 years ago, RP. And he says, pull up Proverbs 31 on a separate tab and start the poem. Start with verse 10. Your online commentator uh, start, started the analysis at verse 12 conveniently. And he says, 150 million women in country, in this country, that's what she left out, means that only 150 virtuous women to come from. This is why uh, they are to be kept as property. God made it so in Genesis 3, biggest RP for modern men to swallow. All right, it's a tough competition. But I'm of the opinion, and this is only an opinion, that most men and women aren't marriageable. They aren't even mate worthy. This is my opinion. One of the reasons I believe this is because our population has exploded precipitously and continuously. We went from 1 billion people in 1900 to now at 8 billion in 120 some odd years. There was a time that there were not that many people on the planet Earth. There was a time in the 1900s or the late 1800s that New York had 100,000 people. Now, we are overpopulated. We have produced losers. We produce not suitable mates. We produced overproduced where we've down watered down mates. So everybody ain't going to get like like he said, 150 virtuous women out of 150 million. Just cuz you were born doesn't mean you get a mate. In fact, I think to be qualified for a mate, it's only a small percentage of people that should be able to do this. Everybody else should be on some arranged marriage or some poly, polygamy or polygyny. Ninja, get in line. Ninja, you, most of you guys are the stepsisters, the evil stepsisters, and most of you guys are the peons. Most women are the evil stepsisters to Cinderella. Most of you men are just peons. <laughs> Weaklings, you the weakest link. You probably shouldn't produce at all, but that listen, I'm not going to go that far. The runt of the litter. Most of you guys thinking that you're marital material and the women, you're not actually. Ninja, get in line. Get on this concubine. Concubine, another word that has been misused. You're a concubine at best. You, sir, you, you're a mule at best. <laughs> all right. You look, marry this woman right here. You see her right here? Go get her. You marry her. Ninja Black. I want a fashion model. Wake up. That's your wife over there. <laughs> and then she roll up. That's your wife. Ninja, marry her. Watch over her. You own her. Don't let her get out of your eyesight. Don't trust her. Marry her. Get get that's your woman right here with the peg leg. Get her right here. With the cock eye right there. The cock eye girl. Yeah, her. The girl with the knock knees. Ninja, this is you right here. 
<laughs> Get the work. That's the word. Hey, man, be fruitful and multiply. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Oh, you got your bag up over here. Did y'all be like, all right, I come down to the village where the peons are. You see me walk through with the regal music. I walk through with my cape and my crown. I'll take her. I'll take her too. I'm taking all your goodies up out of there. Look at that one right there. I'll take her. She's going to be ready in a year. I'll take this one. Send them to the castle right there. Send them up there. Feed them. Clothe them. Watch these. Watch her. Make sure nobody touches her or defiles her. I'll take that one. I'll go to the next village. Give me her. Mm. <laughs> With the trumpets, I'm walking through all regal on my horse. I'll take that one. <laughs> Send her up to the castle. Send her in room number five, please. Make sure she eats. And if anyone of you ninjas touch her, off with the head. <laughs> all right, ninjas watching me, man. This ninja, man, he be taking all the good broads. But I keep him up. She's my concubine. She going to be eating good. She going to be in shape. She going to be taking yoga. She going to be sitting up looking pretty. Have her toes done. She going to have food, plenty of food. And every now and then, I'll come in and visit. I'm like, hey, girl, how's it going there? Looks like you're filling out quite properly there. Uh, let's test you out real quick. This won't, this won't hurt a bit. <laughs> I left some for y'all. I left some for y'all. There's a bow-legged chick down there. There's you right there. The girl with the turnover feet, y'all got her. The girl right there with the, with, 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 with the, with the heels all crusty, I left y'all something. Don't be mad at me. I left y'all a little bit. <laughs> Where we at, PJ Throwaway? Coach, you preaching. He says, got to put something in the plate. Thank you, brother. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Thank you, PJ. <laughs> All right, there we go. Yeah, you know, I'm a monarch. I'm the benevolent monarch. I'll leave y'all something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'll take a couple of the pogs off your hands, too. I'll be like, Selena Gomez, it's time. Just come. Selena, give it up. You'll be like, dang, he actually going to roll with Selena. El Jefe says, why Juco over university girls? He says, oh, is that a question for locals? Indeed. El Jefe says, purity is one of the utmost importance amongst women. Notice how. When they gossip about other women, they try to diminish their purity. They do. They'll dirty her name up. They'll defile her in some form or fashion, right? Or the, you know, uh, what they call the hyenas will beat her up in Mexico in a hotel room and leave her for dead. Sad. <laughs> All right, shout out to JC says, Coach got ninjas looking up medieval peasants. Indeed. Do you know most men historically ain't got a sniff of nothing? This idea that you're, we're supposed to make God ordain us to have one mate for life. This is not true. I mean, listen, he might have said that, but he said that in a village full of like 300 people. Not in no metropolis of 10 million. Right? He said this when there was like Sodom and Gomorrah was like 70 people. Tops. 
You guys got to realize our population exploded. For centuries, there were never over a billion people. Like centuries. Never. In the whole world, Ninja. Then the 1900s, the Industrial Revolution changed everything. We were able to mass produce things, go from agrarian, small area. Then we got the Industrial Revolution. Now we have people being able to fly, float, all kind of shit. Now we went up in 120 years to 8 billion. You wonder why the New World Order doing what they're doing. Now everybody thinks, I'm supposed to have a mate. I ain't supposed to be alone. Stop. (laughs) <laughs> there's no 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 he didn't mean with all these people uh most of y'all is not worthy anyway most of y'all is not worthy for a mate no you're not you're just gonna be just happy to be what you <laughs> i know i'm a mean guy i'm just telling you man this is how i see things all right kaylin says more breaking news coach damon Lillard got traded to the milwaukee bucks wow I might hop on my sports channel real quick not for a live, but maybe I'll make a video. Somebody says not sustainable. Yeah, I mean, this type of growth is, is not sustainable. It, and, and neither is democracy or any sort of republic. Any, it's not sustainable. You can't not have all these people in democracy at the same time, which you would assume is democracy, which is choice. You cannot have that large of a population. Because remember, the framing of the republic, what was the population of the United States? 36,000? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But I also know it didn't extend past Louisiana or the Mississippi River when it was written. written. I also know that the, the population was extremely small. And they did have limitations to even that freedom. You had to own property. You had to be white or male. Now we got 365 million people talking about everybody get a choice in this. Uh, hell no. The powers that be is trying to limit that. New, 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 new world. The powers that be said, no way. There's no way. There's no way we can keep this going. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to figure out how to limit their choices and freedom. There was less than a million when they framed the constitution to give people rights and everybody power to the people. All right, shout out to Kaylin says, Coach, I got some bad news. Shannon Sharp just did an interview with Brittany Renner, and it's about to come out soon. This is not good. Abba-dabba. All right, I got to get through this right here. Written. We got, uh, let's see if I can say his name. Jamal says, individual counseling can work for men if these three rules are followed. Number one, only a male therapist. Female therapists give bad advice. Remember, he's speaking general. Don't give your panties in a bunch if you had a female therapist. He says, number two, they are not tippy-toe or reading rainbow. Number three, they don't have liberal ideology or gump ideology. These criteria eliminates 95% of therapists. And I will say facts. I will say facts. All right. I, I just don't think we would be one-on-one accord. And don't be afraid to walk up out the therapist's office. If you're getting a bad vibe, don't continue. I will walk the hell up out of there. Smooth the hell up out. That goes for anything. If you get a bad vibe, don't continue. We got Nikolai. He says, Coach, you must do a segment in the future of Anthony Anderson and his divorce. I actually did. I did already. And I actually have a video cut up on the Coach Greg Adams channel. All right. And he says right here, true justice, right? And these conservative clowns 
online wonder why mayor's rates are going down losers free agent lifestyle for life keep putting us up on game yep i actually did a whole thing on that one go go check it out shout out to you and that's a ghost that's a sponsorship by the way and i think we're done I think we're done because Rosalinda need to clean up. She need to clean up. But yeah, man, it's crazy. <laughs> All right, I'm checking to see if I got everybody before I leave. But in tonight's show, we'll give the male version of this and talk about men classification, justification, all of that stuff. And if actually men are able to qualify as mates. I think most of the time what we're seeing is we're doing a version of polyamory Mate selection, only the top tier men are going to win. Most guys were going to get leftovers, but men are walking away from leftovers and they're using other things to explore it, right? When in the past, they would have took a leftover woman, right? They would have took a single a mother. They would have took a single mother of five. Today, they're not more willing to do that. Number one, economically can't afford it. Number two, even the single mother has crazy ass standards, Right. And they're going, oh, I guess I'll do you a favor. Number three, men know inherently it's a bad deal when in the past it was not as bad. In today's world, it's bad because the woman can still have reach. So there's that going on, too. Hey, um, shout out to the coach gang and we'll be back tonight. Appreciate y'all hit the like on the way out and peace.